coming to you live from my apartment. It's Rob as a podcast, and now here's the guy who has never, ever been medically evacuated from a podcast, Rob Sesternino. Hello, everybody, and welcome back, Nicole. Can you believe it? It's Survivor time already? I can't believe it. Can you believe it? I feel, No, it feels like it was a very, very long time since the last time we're even talking about Survivor. It is, it is, uh, we're doing this the Sunday night of Labor Day weekend. It has been uh, almost three months since uh, we were last talking about Survivor. And what a long, strange summer it's been. There was a Hans in the Big Brother house. Oh my god, Mm -hmm. Uh, so much going on, and I know that there's uh, not as many people, not a ton of people, but some people do check out and say, hey Rob, we'll see you in the fall, hey Nicole, catch you later. Oh, that's not cool. (laughs) Not not, cool. It's not really cool, but there are some people that do it. (laughs) Some people have a life, especially over the summer. So there are some people who haven't heard from us in a couple of months. Do we have anything change in our lives? No, not really. No, we're still pretty hot. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Easy, Nicole. And so... We are back here. It's time to talk about Survivor, and we are getting ready for Survivor Philippines, Survivor 25. It is going to be the sixth season ever that we're podcasting about, and I really can't believe it. I feel like we've been podcasting for ten seasons. You feel like it feels like ten. It's only been six. (laughs) I feel like it's also been a year since we last podcasted. It's been quite a long time. So we are going to go through everything. This is our Survivor Philippines prediction show we're going to go through all the cast. We're going to preview every single person, the returning players, the baseball players, the facts of life actresses, <laughs> everybody that's in, in this game. We're the going pageant to talk, patties. The pageant patties, the works. We're going uh-huh. to go through it all today. We're going to give you a predictions for our winners. It's one of the most fun shows that we do out of the year. And we, it's going to be amazing. Amazeballs, Amaze. as we like to say on the podcast. It's going to be amazeballs. But first, Nicole, before we get back into it, let me get into some, we have some news items for those of you guys who have not been with us the last couple months. We have some news. We are going to, for the very first time in the next couple of weeks, the next week or two, we are going to have an interview with the one and only host of Survivor. Yes, that's right, Nicole. Jeff Probst will be on Rob Has a Podcast before Survivor Philippines kicks off. Now that is amazeballs. And also kicking off on September 10th, Nicole's birthday, birthday. no less. Yes, the Jeff Probst show. Jeff Probst is getting his own talk show. I've heard. I have heard, yes. It's not Jeff has a podcast. Oh. It's not Jeff has a... It's Jeff has a talk show? The Jeff Probst talk show. Oh. I don't think it's called the Jeff Probst talk show. It should be called... Jeff Probst has a talk show. And all the fixins. And all the fixins. <laughs> yes. So we're going to have an interview with Jeff Probst. We set that up over the summer. Mm-hmm. That's coming to you guys. Well, thanks to you guys, you guys made it happen. Yes. The listeners of Rob is a podcast. You stalked him. We, we stalked <laughs> him. We all work together. We are a functioning tribe. And we uh, were able to make magic happen, Nicole. Sorry, I was taking a sip of my Nicole martini. is drinking a huge martini tonight. You made tonight. this really strong. It is a very strong... It is strong... very... My, my tongue is tingling. <laughs> it is a strong, gigantic martini that Nicole has My here. favorite. Yes, yeah, so we're all set here. Uh, some more programming notes oh here. Oh, my goodness. Getting ready for the new Survivor My season. tongue is still burning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Keep it together, Nicole. <laughs> all right, so... 
We're going to do the Survivor podcast a little bit differently this season, okay? So brace yourselves. This is some Rob as a podcast news. Yes, this is. these are all news to me because I find out when you find out. Yeah. Uh, well, in the production meeting that I had, well, I talked about... So it was by yourself. Yes, it was in the shower, and that's where I come up with the best ideas for Rob as a podcast. I don't want to know what you're talking to. Okay, that's right. <laughs> it's not a microphone. Okay, so Nicole, we are... Going to, now, in the new season, starting on the first... Well, well, more on that in a second. So, we are going to be breaking up... We're breaking up! No, 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 not (laughs) us. We're going to be breaking up the Survivor podcast into two nights. Two nights, okay. So, now, Wednesday nights, live, after Survivor is over... The East Coast. After the East Coast, Survivor is over, 9.15 Eastern Time, we are going to come on live... And break down the Survivor episode and give our thoughts immediately, live on Spreecast, interactive with you guys, every week, 9.15 p.m. Eastern on RobHasAWebsite.com. So and by that, we, you mean you. Well, when you can yes. when, when you can join us I live. I often work Wednesday nights. When you can join yes. us live. You'll be there with mm-hmm. us. And sometimes we'll have guests and sometimes we'll talk to, uh, we'll take your questions. It'll be a lot of fun and very similar to what we do with Big Brother over the summer. Okay, very cool. Then, on Thursdays... We will have our interview. We'll talk with the person who got kicked off Survivor every week, Thursday morning. And then we will do our traditional interview with a former player. Uh, and I will do that on Thursday and either have that up late Thursday night or a Friday morning. So less two-hour block of podcast, more like an hour live following the show and an hour the next day with a Survivor legend talking about the show and their own experience. So a little here, a little there, a little everywhere. Yeah. And I think this is going to be good because, one, we're going to immediately, you know, the talk after the show, you'll have a podcast in the morning breaking down the show. You won't have to wait till 24 hours later to get my thoughts on the show. And then also, I think this is going to be good for, you know, there are a lot of great guests that can, I'm dropping my pad, mm-hmm. there's a lot of great guests that can really break down the episode, but for whatever reason... We don't have to necessarily rely on the guest necessarily to help with breaking down the episode. So I feel like we can sort of expand our umbrella a little bit more for the kind of people that we're going to talk to on the show. Yes, and plus we'll get some listener interaction. Yeah. Which which we love. Which is the most fun. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, that being said, now the only thing is I want to kick that off in week one starting on Wednesday, September 19th, the premiere of that show of Survivor. But the wrinkle is that is also going to be the finale of Big Brother 14 that night. Ooh, conflict. So I, what I'm hoping to do is do uh, live interviews following the finale of Big Brother. So that night we might not be able to do, kick that off. So but it'll start the following. If I end up going to go do those interviews. So that's the only asterisk on that. Do I get to hold the microphone for you? <laughs> what do you mean? Okay, <laughs> easy, Nicole. Take it easy. all right so uh so we have jeff probst coming up we have uh two shows uh, two survivor shows a week coming up uh we're also going to be for our live shows we're looking to add some live show correspondence to the show very similar to what we did to big brother this past season what i'd like to do is have a special correspondent to report to us on each of the three tribes uh and on the returning players in those tribes. I want you to know those tribes backwards and forwards. And then I want to be able to talk to correspondents every week when breaking news is happening in any particular tribe. 
I want to have that. And so and I'm opening up the search now. So now they have to send in a video? <laughs> they, well, a video, I want videos. A video will help. But yes. there will be, go to uh, robhasawebsite.com slash reporter. Ooh. And you can apply to be a reporter for Survivor 25. And people people have really enjoyed what we've done with the Big Brother correspondence this season with the coaches. And I have that same sort of idea. It'll be for less Survivor. work than Big Brother. It'll be less. Uh, work. It'll be a lot less because you don't have to watch the live feeds. Yes. Yeah. You be... you have to watch the hidden or the secret scenes. Secret scenes. And Twitter, that's a must. Yeah. Yeah. Facebook. You know, you're basically going to be stalking the people on those yes, tribes, so... and then give us report back to us. And no, if you are actually on Survivor, you cannot be the correspondent for the tribe. Well, this season at least. <laughs> this season. <laughs> in the future. In the future. What about past contestants? Um, past contestants is fine. That they, can, they can apply as well. Because yes. we do have a lot of people from the show listening to the podcast. So I the feel f- like this is a good thing for, for Cha-Cha. She is a social media hustler. Oh, that would be perfect. Yes. <laughs> that would be great. So uh, go ahead and uh, if you want to be a part of the live shows every week for Survivor, go to uh, robhaswebsite.com slash reporter. Mm-hmm. And one last thing before we get into... Or Rob has a stalker. Yeah, no, they're not going to be stalking me. They're going to be stalking other people. So I think they get the, the point. other survivors will have a stalker. I got it. Thank yeah. you. Okay, so then finally, Nicole, before we get into it, I just want to talk about a, uh, you know, I created a page on the website recently. Yes. Because, you know, a lot of people have asked, uh, you know, a lot of people have questions about how do we make so many podcasts? How do I spend so much time in podcasting? And my goal for the fall is to have one new piece of content up on robhasawebsite.com every weekday. And so people say, how is this possible? How do you do this? And, and I don't have I a good answer. I the same question. Yeah, Nicole, <laughs> I, I, I changed the subject. Yes. I don't like to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so if you are interested in somehow figuring out a way to help support Rob Has a Podcast and Rob Has a Website, what I've done is I created a page at robhasawebsite.com slash support. For the, there's basically three main ways you could help contribute to Rob has a podcast. Rob mm-hmm. has a website. Uh, number one, the one that we're going to probably talk about the most is go to robhaswebsite.com slash Amazon. And then that is the link to go directly to Amazon.com. Well, you're we, back to school shopping needs. We have an affiliate relationship with Amazon.com. And what that means is that if you go and buy stuff on Amazon.com through our link, we get a little bit of a commission for sending you over. And of course, you get all of the great things at Amazon.com. And it's more, a win-win situation. More often than not, you spend $25, you get the free shipping. So all that we ask is when you go to Amazon.com, think of us and uh, all of these podcasts that we're making. Now, if you want to be a little more direct about it, uh, and let's say you don't need something from the Amazon.com, or if you live in Canada or outside of the country where the Amazon.com thing is not going to work out, or if you're feeling uh, especially excited about the podcast, you can also... If you go to robinsawebsite.com slash support, there is a link for a uh, PayPal button. And what we'll do there, if you make a PayPal contribution to Rob Has a Podcast, we're going to send you a free gift for helping us out and helping to contribute to make the podcast happen in all of these shows. So uh, if you contribute a donation of $5 or more, we're going to send you a personalized photo. And if you make a either monthly recurring contribution or if you make a contribution of $50 or larger we're going to send you out a Rob has a podcast coffee mug 
And you can put any hot beverage you want in there or cold beverage, oh. any liquid. Yes, we have a lot of these uh, coffee mugs, so uh, I really want to get them out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nicole hates them. And then the third and the easiest way to contribute to Rob as a website is if you have a friend, a buddy, a coworker, somebody you know that may or may not like the reality TV, like the Survivor, but you think they might be interested in the show, go ahead and let them know. Tell a friend about Rob has a podcast. And then if you do that, you turn somebody else onto the show, let us know and we'll, t- we'll tell your story on the show. Oh, refer a friend. Yeah, refer a friend. <laughs> okay, so let's, Nicole, without further ado, let's get into some of Survivor 25 Philippines. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so Nicole, there are going to be, well, a few changes in Survivor this season. Yes. So Survivor is going back to the drawing board here mm-hmm. because the, what they have felt like over the last couple of seasons is that it's been too easy for five people to get together on the first day and say, hey, us five, let's be the final five of the game. Right. Now, for me, this wasn't so much a problem. To me, this was the game as it was from season one. So I don't know all of a sudden why this is like a crisis. Oh, my God, how are we going to fix this? People are making an alliance and then that's it till the end of the game. I mean, I think the bigger problem was that Survivor stopped having a switch early on in the game. Right. So if they would switch up the tribes earlier, I don't think that there would be such a big deal. Let's say, go back to Survivor South Pacific, and you have a switch where all of a sudden now coaches five people aren't, it just doesn't work out. Now, okay, yes, you go back to last season, Survivor One World. Yes, there was a switch, but in the switch... Kim and her whole alliance ended up on the same It wasn't team. a switch. It wasn't a switch. Only Alicia from her alliance was the only person that didn't switch with her team. Mm-hmm. So she was really never, you know, those four girls were really never out of power. So I don't know if you can figure out a way to make the switch more randomized or whatever, but that's not going to happen that often. Right. You know, that was really, the, the odds were very unlikely against that. They could have done it a little earlier. I guess they could have done it a little earlier, but there was, it would, they just got unlucky, production right. did, because they ended up with the f- four out of the five people that were in an alliance ended up switching to the other tribes. So what they decided to do is go, they're going to go back to three tribes for the first time since Survivor All-Stars. Now for me, if you ask me, I didn't think it worked out too good the first time around. But <laughs> depends who you ask. Depends who you ask. But I personally don't like three tribes of six. Right. I, I don't care for it mm-hmm. because I think it makes it too easy. And, you know, people say, oh, you know, sour grapes or whatever. But I don't think that it's a as reflective of your survivor skill as it is with a bigger tribe. Right. I think that, you know, a tribe of 10, tribe of eight, tribe of nine. I like this early on because you have a lot of options to play with. Right. Whereas if you thought it was easy to get to the end with five people, now you have a tribe of six. Now you basically need to make two friends on the first day. And now you're controlling things. Mm -hmm. And especially now, I think for the returning players, I think this makes it almost easier for them. I agree. Because now, whereas, you know, you take a look at Boston Rob or Russell or one of these people that, that they brought back. I mean, things could have easily gone one way or the other, where people say, you know, you get four or five people out of ten that say, look, we don't need this returning guy around. Now, all of a sudden, now you would have to, in a tribe of six, you need a majority of four to control what's going on. And what are the chances in a group of six, unless somebody comes in and is just a total a-hole, that they're going to say, okay, let's vote out the returning player 
none of us want to have him around. Right. So this is going to be uh, interesting to follow. I think this is a, an advantage for the returning players. Mm-hmm. And so, Nicole, let's get into the returning players. Let's break it down. Let's break it down. So, Nicole, the returning players this season all have something in common. Yes. Do you know what that is? They're all men. They're all men. <laughs> no, they are all people who were medically evacuated from the game early on. On day six. No, no. On the sixth episode. Ah, yeah, that's what I meant. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm back. <laughs> uh, so they all got eliminated from the game on the sixth episode. Now, they're, these are second chances for these people, with the exception of Penner that it's a third chance. But Jeff Probst says it's still a yeah, second chance. I, I don't know. Is that fair? I don't have a problem with it. I I'm, mean, I'm glad he's back. To be honest, I like all three of these yeah. people that they brought back. I mean, we've had on the show... We've had uh, Russell Swan. We had him on. Who is a lot of fun. He's a lot of fun. We've met we've met him in person too. Uh, Russell Swan. We had him on during I think Survivor Nicaragua. Um, sure. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was during Survivor Nicaragua, and I'll post the link to that also. So we had uh, Russell Swan on the podcast during season 21. Penner, we've actually had on the podcast twice. twice. Yeah. Uh, he was on during Heroes versus Villains. Uh, talking about uh, Ozzy and Parvati and right. some of the people that he'd played with before. And then on uh, Survivor South Pacific, I had a really, really great interview with uh, Penner uh, mm-hmm. during that time. The second interview that I did with him. I mean, I felt like I really... Uh, that was one, of my, was one of my favorite podcasts that we've done, that second interview with Penner. So I feel uh, he's a good person to interview. He's a lot to say, and he's he's pretty intelligent. Yeah, he had a lot. To, he had a lot to say. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he had a lot of insight on into Ozzy and Cochran and, yeah. and Coach uh, and everybody from that season. And that's actually you know one of my favorite podcasts. If you want to go back and I'll put, post the link to that as well. And Scoopin, who I've met in person as well, um, never you know, on the podcast. We've never we've never had him on the podcast. But uh, he is in the Rob Has a Podcast Fantasy Football League. Is he League. really? Yes, okay. he is. And you can follow that at robhaswebsite.com slash fantasy. Uh-huh. Uh, I believe his team name is uh, Mike Scoopin is on fire hot. Something, oh. something like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you can check that out. It's not a joke. That's what it's really. I, I, I bet it is. He actually has a, you know, a good sense of humor about it. Yeah. So Mike Scoopin comes back as well. Mike Scoopin, it is actually, I believe, uh, well, I, I don't believe I know, this is the longest time in between Survivor appearances for any Anyone. player. Yeah. So the longest stint in between seasons was, you know, there's a few people from Survivor that were on Survivor All-Stars with me, Boston Rob, Jerry, Colby, right. Rupert. They were on season eight, and then they weren't on a season again until 20. This is Mike Scoopin, that, and that was so twelve seasons basically. Right. Mike Scoopin was on season two. This is season twenty-five. A lot of seasons in between then. So yeah, twenty-two seasons in between uh, now and then. So basically, almost like lapping the record of yeah. people who hadn't been on uh, since then. So where do you want to start here, Nicole? You want to start with Penner? You want to start with Scoopin? And you want to start with Swan? Sounds good to me. Let's do that, and then we'll, we'll also. Um, I know it's not on the CBS.com website, and I hope you guys don't feel like this is a spoiler. We're going to talk about what tribes they're on and then sort of break down. Because I feel like it's impossible to do predictions unless we know no. who's on one tribe. Yeah. So it's not on the CBS.com it's website. It's not a spoiler. It's not. A, I don't think it's a spoiler if you are by the, you know, we're telling you something that's going to be revealed in the first 90 seconds of the episode. And you can even see it on 
on, yeah, on the website. They're not, they're not on the hiding videos. it, but it's yeah. not something that they're blatantly telling you. But They're not advertising Just it. giving you a heads up so we don't get too much hate mail. Yes. Or any more than usual. Yeah. Okay. So where do you want to start, Nicole? You want to start Penner, Scoopin, Swan? Let's start with Penner. Let's start with Penner. Okay, Penner, third time out there. Third time's a charm. Third time out there. Now, Penner, uh, he played, a, you know, was a, a real scutch on Survivor Cook Island. How dare you? What? You know, he, I think he would say that. <laughs> no, he does say it. He, would, he does. <laughs> he would say that. Uh, you know, he ended up, you know, get, being an antagonist to every to a lot of the people in the game, really getting on everybody's everybody's nerves, getting under people's skin. Uh, his original season, they the tribes were divided by race into four di- four different groups. Then we, of course, had the mutiny where him and Candace went ahead and basically flat left Yule and Ozzy and Becky and Sundra. I mm-hmm. think uh, left them for dead. They switched over. Then at some point. Penner switched his vote back to go with Yule. You know, got on, got everybody annoyed. But he was the straw that stirred the drink. Yes. Then he came back on Survivor 16. Survivor fans are his favorites. And then while he was sort of in a bad position early on in the game, that there was the alliance between Ozzy and James and Parvati and uh, the couples alliance. Right. They had all the power in the favorites tribe, but then he switched over and he was actually in kind of a good spot, Penner, and then he leaves the game with an infection into his knee. Right. So Penner is back, Nicole. And so what do we think of Penner and his ch- and his chances uh, on a third stint on Survivor? Well, in his interview, he says he's in this season to win. He's going to win this season. The first season he came on, it was really to be a character. Second season was to redeem himself, and now he's playing to win. The interesting thing about these three people that they brought back, we're in the past where it's like everybody that they've brought back has sort of been a physical asset. Where right. it's like, okay, but here's Bo- here's Boston Rob. He'll help you win challenges. Here's Ozzy. He's great in challenges. Here's Coach. He's you know pretty athletic guy. Even even Russell is not a slouch in the challenges. But now you know you sort of have three older guys. All right. of them, all of them over forty. Mm-hmm. You know, all of them. None of them that you would all say. All of them injury prone. Injury prone, <laughs> right? The damaged goods yes. a little bit. That's what they should have called this: yeah. survivor damaged goods. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. So Penner is a guy who you know is super articulate. You know, can have a you know he's a great guy that you would want to be out there on Survivor. You know, I know a lot of these people get annoyed with him. But the guy can talk and talk, and honestly, you're so damn bored the whole time you're on Survivor, and you need these people that are around that can talk that aren't just going to talk about M&Ms and Twizzlers and candy. Right. Well, I think that that's going to be a problem with his tribe. I don't think that he's on the right tribe. Okay. Well, we'll we'll, uh, sort of – what I'd like to do is rather than talk about who's on Penner's tribe before we talk about them – as we talk about the other people, we'll talk yeah. about how they'll interact with Penner. I gotcha. Okay. So I feel uh, – I hear what you're saying though. Yeah. About that. I think – We'll of, talk about it later. Out of anybody with the, with the three returning players and their tribe, I think that Penner has the uh, biggest road to climb with meshing with his tribe. It's I think, exactly what I was going to say. The personalities don't mesh well. Yeah. So I think he could be in trouble, but I will certainly be – a Penner, I am a Penner don't, fan. Don't count Penner out. Don't count him out. I, yeah. I am a Penner fan. I will be rooting for him uh, all season long, and I hope he has a lengthy run. But I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little cautious. I'm worried. Yes, I'm worried for Penner. Mm-hmm. 
because why are you worried? Well, because he's not he's not the kind of person that one of the strong suits for people on Survivor uh-huh. is being able you hate somebody's guts and you don't tell them. Yeah. Whereas Penner doesn't really have that filter. He's if, yeah. If he hates no your, poker face, he has he has very little poker face, uh-huh. and that's why he's great television. Mm-hmm. But the problem with Jonathan is that if he doesn't like you, he's going to let you know. Or if he thinks something, he's going to tell you what he thinks. Right. And he's not afraid to tell Jeff Probst what he thinks either. And he's waiting to tell him. He's waiting He's yeah. waiting to tell him <laughs> off. So if you piss Penner off, he's going to tell you that's not necessarily the best strategy on Survivor. Look, it works for some people. Uh-huh. But as a rule, as a general rule, it's probably not better a good idea. not to tell people off than it is to tell them exactly what's on your mind. So is Penner in the Cochrane category? Does Probst call him Penner? Yes. I think that, well, Penner was was one of the first right. know, the first people before. Mm-hmm. Obviously uh, before Cochrane. Yeah, obviously before. I think Cochrane even men- mentioned Penner. He did me- mention Penner? Yes. Oh. That, that's, that's in the group. So Penner is going to be, uh, I mean, I think he was more Jonathan at the beginning of the, uh, his first season, and then he sort of evolved to Penner. Uh-huh. He's back with a fedora, and we're excited. He looks good in the fedora. Yeah, it works. I, I will say. It works for him. Mm-hmm. He pulls it off. Should I get a fedora? You should not. Should the Penner correspondent on the uh, the Calabaw tribe, should they wear a fedora? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> that is a prerequisite. So what would you say? Thumbs up or thumbs down? How are they looking for Penner? I don't think it's looking good. I don't think it's looking too yeah. great either. But... If anybody can pull it off, I think that Penner can. I will say I'm giving him a tentative thumbs down, but I'm hoping that I'm I'm very much hoping that I'm wrong yeah. because he is going to be uh I think out of these three people that we're talking about, I think he's the best television yeah. out of these three. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, so who do you want to talk about now? You want to talk, let's, let's go to Scoopin. Okay. So here we go, Nicole. Here's uh, Mike Scoopin, mm-hmm. all the way back from Survivor Australia. Way back when. Now, I actually had watched over the summer, I've actually been watching some old Survivor episodes, and I was watching a little bit of Survivor Australia, sort of, you know, knowing that Mike Scoopin was going to be on Survivor. And so I have a little bit of a good feeling about Mike Scoopin. Why is now, that? Well, I mean, I, I feel like I have a good finger on the pulse with, uh-huh. with Mike Scoopin about how he plays the game. Now, who knows? Now, Mike Scoopin, where this is 12 years ago that he went and played the game. Really, the truth is, who knows how he's going to play the game again? Like, I know personally, as somebody who hasn't played Survivor in almost 10 years, I think that while there are some things I would probably always do the same... I think there's a lot of things about the way that I played Survivor that I would do differently at 33 years old than I would do at 23 years old. Right. So for Mike Scoopin, I think what was he 38 then, and he's 50, and he's 50 he's now. He's 50 now. So I think that there's probably going to be a, a bit of a difference between how he plays the game then and now. But I think that some things are going to remain the same. And the one thing about Mike Scoopin uh, in his Survivor Australia season was that. He really gets a lot out of being the provider for the tribe. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he has seven kids. He has seven. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's a provider. You're right. But on Survivor Australia, you know, he was the guy that, you know, said, I'm going to I'm going to do whatever it takes to, you know, he I am the leader of this tribe. I'm going to do whatever it takes to feed this tribe. And also he gets threatened, I think, if other people are attempting to be the provider as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the episode, one of the episodes that I had watched from Survivor Australia, 
the tribe, the Kucha tribe actually won chickens. So they won chickens and this was great. And Mike Scoopin said, okay, well now we have chickens. Now I'm less valuable to the tribe. Now I have to go kill a pig so that the tribe will appreciate me because they have chickens. They don't need me as much. Right. And then he went out and, and killed and killed a pig. Which I don't think he could do anymore. I don't think he <laughs> can do that anymore. And it was cute, the pig. Oh, <laughs> Porky. It was, a, it was a cute pig. Yeah. Um, but he went ahead and he, ki- and he killed the pig. Uh-huh. So now I don't know if that translates as well. Now on Survivor 2... If you were a person that could go around and kill a pig or catch a fish or do any of these things, this was a, we can't vote this person out. This person is feeding us. Right. Survivor 25, I don't know if that's necessarily the same. I think that around the time that Boston Rob first voted out Hunter out of the tribe and said, hey, this person is is the alpha male and I'm going to get rid of them. This person's our leader. I think at that point there was a, a, a shift in the game where it was like, okay, oh, maybe you get rid of the person who is <laughs> doing all these things for your tribe uh, so you could take over. And I don't know if uh, Mike Scoopin could if – he's, if he's ready for that. But do you think that maybe he's taken this time to study the game yeah. that now he he knows how the game has evolved? No, I, no I'm sure. I'm, I have 100% confidence that he... I think that gives him a he, leg up. He is aware of that. Yeah. And I'm sure he he understands that, that, that that's a thing. Um, that being said, though, uh, I don't know if he can control the... You I'm, are who you are. You are who you are to a degree. Yeah. So if Mike comes out and is like, you know, trying to, if he's with the right group of people, it'll work great. Mm-hmm. The first time around, he was with the right group of people where he stood up and said, I'm the leader, I'm the provider, I'm this, I'm that. And they said, we're going to follow you, Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see if he's with the right group of people. Because I think that if he's with the wrong, if there's, say, like a young Boston Rob in that group uh-huh. who says, hey, we don't need you as the leader. He could be in trouble. Now, with the group that, that he's with, I think it's going to be okay for him. I think him. that he might be okay. There's one one particular person in the tribe that I would say may give him a bit of a challenge, but I think that he he's on the right I tribe. I think he's good. So yeah. I'm going to say for now, I'm going to give a thumbs up to Mike Scoop yeah. and more, more on him as we go along. Yeah, thumbs up. Okay. Now, third thing, Nicole. What? Can you believe it? Russell is back, Nicole. Oh, Russell again. Again with Russell. Yeah. You think they'd stop putting Russell on the show? Oh, wait, 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 no, no, no. It's, it's, it's not, it's the other Russell. It's the black Russell. <laughs> black Russell. Uh, yes, Russell, Russell Swan. Yes. So Russell Swan. I, I really like Russell Swan. Super nice guy, he Russell re- Swan. He really is. He's a really, really nice guy. I'm very. He has like this great energy about him. Yeah. He doesn't seem, he seems just to be totally, you know, optimistic and happy. Yeah. And, uh, really, really fun guy. Mm-hmm. Happy to, happy for him yes. that he's back on the show. Mm-hmm. So I just hope he drinks his water. Hopefully he <laughs> drinks his water. Right. So Russell Swan, he's back and ready to go. So just the quick story on Russell Swan. He was on the Heroes, for, oh, no, I'm sorry. So he was on Survivor Samoa. Uh, he was the leader of the... Uh, it was Foa, Foa, and uh, and the other tribe, <laughs> <laughs> and the other tribe. I'll think of it. I'll think of it in a second. The, the, the Fincher tribe. Anyway, so they were they were just beating the pants off of Russell's tribe. Uh, they the other were, Russell, the other Russell, White Russell. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they were really beating the pants off of Russell Hans's tribe, and they had such a big uh, majority, and they were about to go into the merge. 
but they had just like this torrential downpour of rain where it was just uh, terrible, and then uh, everybody was sort of just like huddled in the shelter, and nobody could even move. There was one guy that was sleeping in a tree, but <laughs> then Russell Swan was like out and doing all this work in the rain. It was just like, a t- they had like a miserable week of mm-hmm. uh, just horrible conditions, and then so Russell Swan was able to, uh, you know, do a lot of the work in the camp, but then they had like some challenge, and he basically like passed out at the challenge. But um, out of any of these three, Russell Swan, uh, Russell Swan, uh, maybe Scoopin too. Both these guys were in uh, great positions in their in their game, where they had a majority and heading into the merge, and easily could have found themselves uh, at the end of the game. Right. So Russell Swan, happy for him. He gets he gets another shot. He gets a second chance. Uh, he just is like a guy that you know. I don't know. He's not. I don't know if he's cutthroat. Um, but he's a guy that I feel like is just always going to go far as far as his body can take him because right. he's just well liked. He's strong, but he's not like so much of a physical threat that you will have to get rid of him. Right? Uh, you know, he's you know good with everybody. So I feel like uh, Russell Swan. I got to think that the, the arrow's pointing up for Russell. Although Swan. I got to say he's he has to have some sort of like the fear factor in him. Like I can't do too much because I may go down. Yeah. Okay. Which could you know. Not work for him. Yeah, but I don't think he's going to. That's going to stop him. Like he may have that voice. Well, that's in the what back he was saying head. in his in his interviews that he he's got to know when to stop and he's not going to push himself and keep going, 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 which was one of his strong suits in his previous season. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that works out. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it all works out. And you get you know if it wasn't for Russell Swan getting hurt when he did or going out of the game when he did, there would be no Russell Hans. Like, Russell Swan... Uh, the alternate timeline. <laughs> the darkest timeline, Nicole. <laughs> the, Russell Swan would have kept uh, the, that tribe together. He would have made sure that they weren't all uh, Galu. That was them. Yes, uh, he, I was going to say that. The Galu tribe, he would have kept them all together. He would have kept Shambo in the mix. He would have, you know kept uh, them from voting out Eric and all the crazy stuff that they did. Right. Uh, keep John Fincher from going off and defecting and voting mm-hmm. against the Galoo tribe. So I think that the history would have been, been much the, different. The glue for Galoo. He would have been the Galoo <laughs> for Galoo. All right. So, Nicole, uh, yeah, we like we like Russell Swan. Uh, all three of these guys could do well. Uh, the only thing is I think Penner could be on a tribe. That uh, may not mesh the best with him. Okay, so, Nicole, let's get uh, into this. And so, let's go alphabetical order. That's how we like it. Alphabetical order, or do you want to... Let's go back to season one and do it alphabetically. Or should we do it... uh, Should we go through each tribe and sort of... uh, I think that might be... You're you're the boss here. Okay. All right, so let's... Let's go tribe by tribe. Let's start with Penner's tribe. Okay, let's start with Penner's tribe and sort of a let's ex- let's talk about why we think that Penner could be in a little hot water here off to the start. So let's talk about. Uh, Should we get the bios up on CBS.com? Yeah, so we'll do, we'll do that if you want to follow along here. Yes, I, I like to see which um, okay survivor they think they're like and then laugh at them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So with Penner's tribe, I think you have to start off. With none other than retired Major League Baseball player. Yes, Nicole, look who it is. It's Jeff Kent. Oh, bring me back to my childhood. Jeff Kent, the former Met, mm-hmm. former Indian, yes. former uh, San Francisco Giant, Giant. Mm-hmm. former Los Angeles Dodger, 
So Jeff Kent had a great career as a baseball player. And Blue Jays. Oh, and Blue Jays, mm-hmm. that's right. Uh, and also, oh, the Astros, too. Who oh, knows? he gets around. He gets he gets around. But that's maybe not a good sign for a baseball player because uh, you see these baseball players that they're on like 10 teams and, yep. and it either means that they're They're, they're full lousy, of drama. They're lousy players or people don't want them around. Yeah, they're drama. So Jeff Kent is a very well-traveled baseball player. Uh, very much known for being an outdoorsman. Yes. But also known for being a bit salty salty a bit salty and maybe somebody that uh other people maybe uh don't always get along with he famously feuded with uh barry bonds but who didn't okay who but who who didn't but he you know was uh his almost nemesis he was kind of taking shots at barry bonds during his interview but didn't really Come out and say it. And so they did video interviews on CBS.com, which were uh, which were good. But then I felt like even more telling about these people were the interviews that our friend Dalton Ross did with them. I did get more out of the Dalton Ross interviews. And the Dalton Ross was mixing it up with uh, Jeff Kent and asking, should they be testing for steroids on Survivor? I think they'd find other things. They, would, <laughs> they may find a lot of things if they did any sort of testing. So Jeff Kent, he's excited to be on, be on the show. I don't get the sense that Jeff Kent is a huge Survivor fan. I get the sense that Jeff Kent is a huge outdoorsman. Mm-hmm. So, whereas, and we'll talk about uh, uh, Lisa Wunchill later on in the yes. show and talk about how uh, she actually is a Survivor fan. I don't think that Jeff Kent is a huge uh, fan of the show. Yes. Um, and, and in fairness to Jeff Kent... Uh, he's been busy. He's been, from you know the time that Survivor came on in 2000... Uh, you know, he was busy that summer mm-hmm. taking, you know, trying to, uh, you know, get to the playoffs and be MVP, be MVP. Uh, 2002 was the year that they uh, was his really great year with the Giants when they went to the World Series, but lost. But lost. Sorry. But they lost. OK, so Jeff Kent on Survivor. Now, again, now he's not going to he, a little bit like Gary Hogaboom uh, mm-hmm. way back when Jeff Kent is going to. Not tell people that he's Jeff Kent. Uh huh. With like everybody else, they never want to say what what they do. They never want to say what he's going to do. Now, out of these three returning players, Penner, Scoopin, and Russell Swan, I think that Penner is the least likely person to recognize Jeff Kent. You think so? I think so. I mean, I think that Russell Swan is a big sports fan. Uh-huh. I mean, Pen, uh, Scoopin is in the Rob as a Podcast Fantasy Football League. Uh-huh. But Penner, I think, is much more likely, you know, he would be much more likely to recognize uh, Lisa from uh, The Facts of Life than he would <laughs> Jeff Kent. But Penner, he lives in Los Angeles, and Jeff Kent was a Dodger. He was a Dodger, but I, I mean, I don't know this about Penner or not, but I don't think he's a big sports fan. Mm-hmm. He's a movie buff. Right. He is a, uh, you know, he watches, I'm sure th- there's a lot of great television that he watches. Uh, he reads a lot of books, but he, I don't think he is a sports fan. Okay. So that if Jeff Kent is going to remain incognito, Penner, I don't know necessarily, would be able to, uh, I, you know, figure out his cover. And I think by the looks of the people on the tribe, they aren't going to figure it out. Yeah, they may not also either. So Jeff Kent may be able to be under the radar, mm-hmm. but... Uh, At least in terms of knowing his fame. Now, the question for me that all of this all hinges on, will Penner and Jeff Kent 
get along. I don't think so. I don't. I don't know if they will or not. Now, here's what's working in their favor. Uh-huh. Penner and Jeff Kent, both hard workers. Right. Uh, but they're both going to speak their mind. Both strong personalities. Both strong personalities. And what AJ Mass had said uh, in a podcast that I did with him on last Friday was that Jeff Kent is uh, very much uh, right-leaning politically uh-huh. and also uh, very big into uh, supporting uh, the anti-Prop uh, 8 or yes on Prop 8. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think that politically, I think Penner is on the other end of the spectrum. That could be friction. So I feel like Penner and Jeff Kent could be like oil and vinegar. Yeah. Oh, no, I, that's delicious. Oil and water. Oil and water, yes. yes. They, those repel. Yeah, that's not that's not good. So I'm very concerned about uh, Penner or Jeff Kent. I feel like only one of them uh, is going to get out of this uh, sick sum. Alive. Alive. Yes. But we'll see. Now, here's the thing. I would put my money on Penner to be the one to survive because, uh, one, he's a three-time Survivor player. Right. uh, And he knows how to build a coalition and an alliance. And I don't think that Jeff – I think that Jeff Kent is out there to say, hey, I'm going to hunt and fish and, 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 you know, and win challenges and do all this stuff. I don't think that Jeff Kent is going to have a social game. Yeah, I don't think he's going to play well with everybody. Yeah. I think Penner is able to manipulate and to persuade others um, very well. Yeah. So I would say the advantage would go to Penner. And I actually think that the arrow is going to be pointing down for Jeff Kent. Yeah. And I think that Jeff Kent could be an early exit mm-hmm. on uh, this season of Survivor. It could be. But I do see some other people on the tribe that I think may go before him. And you go back to the Jimmy Johnson thing, and there's a lot of people that say that, okay, well, Jimmy Johnson got voted out of the tribe, and then I've also heard that, oh, well, Jimmy Johnson, after a while, the novelty wore off, and he just didn't want to be there. And I could really see this happening with Jeff Kent. It's one thing if you are a person who loves Survivor, or if you're somebody who's like, hey, I'm doing this for my family. For Jeff Kent, yeah, I'm sure the million dollars would be nice, but I don't think it's going to change his life in any sort of way. It's not going to motivate him. It's not going to motivate him. So the money isn't going to be the thing. And if he's not a fan of the show, the show isn't going to be the thing. And if he's just there for the competition, and if he's somebody that we saw in his interview with Dalton Ross, that they said, well, what would this mean for you, Jeff, uh, Jeff Kent, to be on Survivor? And he said, well, you know, my baseball career was real, you know, was really tops for me and being MVP and and, and, and going, this is just and like this would, I mean this would be something that would be good. But baseball, that was baseball, that was my it. baseball career is the most imp- was the most important thing. And and f- in fairness to Jeff Kent, you know, probably rightfully so. Yeah. But, but that's not a likable answer. You know, when it's day 8 and you haven't eaten in uh, you know, 6 or 7 days and it's raining and you haven't slept in 2 days. At some point, something takes over and says, "What do I need this aggravation what for? What am I doing? What am I doing here? I could be at I could be at my house. I could be fishing somewhere. I need my lemon water. I need my, <laughs> I need my lemon water. Yes. Yeah. I would like to talk about um, the three things that he would like to bring on the island and why. Yes. Okay. So first, he says his lounge chair to this lounge. This is from CBS.com. Right. Um, he says his lounge chair to lounge in and sleep in. Okay. Good. Okay. Number two, my iPod to motivate me and to tune things out. And number three. A pillow to put my most valuable body part on a soft spot. Oh, okay. So that's interesting. <laughs> so what is his most valuable body part? Is, I, is it his butt? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> well, I, think, I think he's talking about his wiener. <laughs> well, you, well, you would, 
don't think Isn't that is. your most valuable body part? Well, I think it. it I think it depends. Uh, well, who's doing the evaluation? <laughs> well, I would think any man would say that. You have say an that. auditor come in. <laughs> Um, but why would you want to put that on a pillow? It doesn't make any sense. He's used to a luxurious life. <laughs> that's a very luxurious <laughs> life. If you have a, a pillow for your wiener. Yes. That's very luxurious. I'm not, I would not be used to that kind of lifestyle. Yeah, you think he'll find a, a different kind of pillow to put his wiener on? Oh, Nicole, how dare you? He's... A, he, well, he's he's. I mean, like a bunch like leaves or something. I don't think. I think he's talking about his butt. I think you're misreading this. Uh, I'm sorry. My apologies. I think you're misreading that. Uh, the survivor contestant he's most like is Colby Donaldson for his athletic ability, Southern Charm. Oh, I hope he's talking about Colby 1.0. Colby 1.0. Hopefully, that's right. Uh, he also, uh, why you think you'll survive, Survivor? He enjoys hunting and fishing, and he knows how to cook outdoors, and he's good at improvising. Oh. He's a groundling? <laughs> <laughs> I want to go see one of their shows with Jeff Kent in it. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Jeff Kent, and he, why do you think you'll be the sole Survivor? With my survival skills and instincts, living on an island for 39 days will be easy. Utilizing the other Survivors and alliances and or challenges will take skills that I've mastered throughout my baseball career. Motivating and manipulating people is what I did best in the locker room Ooh, and on the field. That's dirty. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay. So I don't feel great about Jeff Kent. Nicole, what do you say? Uh, no. And he says that his pet peeves are stupid people. Yeah. And people who talk too much. And people who do steroids. <laughs> and people who do steroids. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Survivor. All right. So Jeff Kent, uh, I'd say thumbs down. I think pre-merge. Sorry, Jeffy. There's only room for one Jeff on this show. Okay. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Okay. So... How about this, Nicole? Let's go to Carter. Carter. And this is uh, Mr. Uh, Carter. And uh, let me scroll scroll up to him. Okay, Carter Williams, With 24. the faux Okay, and he is a track coach. Mm-hmm. And he has a crazy haircut. Yes, that his girlfriend gave him. That his girlfriend. Now, he seems like a very nice guy from his, uh, from his interview. He does. Um, he is a little bit... I feel like there's a lot of people... Especially the last couple seasons that I feel like they're really trying to fill out the Fabio role here on Survivor. And we're getting a lot of people who, uh, who are you like? Oh, I'm like Fabio. I feel like, does CBS really want there to be a new Fabio? Fabio was very entertaining. He was entertaining. I guess and he was the underdog. You, you, no one except me thought that he would win. And then he pulled it out at the end. Like, that. that's a true underdog story. <laughs> I guess so. I think that... It's almost like if Fabio didn't win, I think that people would remember him more fondly. Yeah. It was like he was like the fun guy to have around and he made, you know, a season that a lot of people didn't really love um, palatable at the time. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like if he wouldn't have won, we would have said, oh, yeah, Fabio, remember that guy? And it's like, oh, Fabio. <laughs> you know, uh, I feel like there's something to that. OK, so here's Carter. He is a uh, he wants to be a new Fabio. Uh, he seems like a nice guy. He, uh, his things that he is like, uh, he says he's survivor contestant. He is most like, he will play in the challenges with a lot of heart like Ozzy did, but, uh, he has a personality that's more similar to Eric Reichenbach or Fabio. I, he does remind me, he does remind me of ice cream scooper Eric. Yeah. I did get that vibe off him. I could see it too. And I don't know if that's a good thing. So ice cream scooper Eric, uh, like (laughs) Carter. Okay, so what, how, how do we see him mixing in with this uh, tribe dynamic here? Of you think he'd be more uh, along the lines of Penner or more along the lines of Jeff Kent? 
Um, I think he's going to go more with Penner than Jeff Kent. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. I think that Jeff Kent is going to take one look at this guy and, like, uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. Jeff Kent's going to take one look at Carter's hair uh-huh. and say, uh, this, guy's, this guy's not for I don't me. see anything wrong with Carter's hair. I think, it's, I think it's fine. I think it suits him well. Okay. Yeah. That's good. I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm saying that I don't think Jeff Kent is going to like it. Yeah, Malcolm didn't like it. <laughs> Malcolm didn't like it either. Okay. It, it actually offended him greatly. It offended him greatly. Um, so what, what do we say, Nicole? Uh, what about Carter? Do you think Carter is somebody who could last a while? In I think this he's going to make the merge. I think he could make the merge. I think he as seems well. like a likable guy. Um, sometimes, I, like during the interview, I wanted to put my finger on his pulse a little bit. He seemed a little even Steven. <laughs> yeah, he seems a little overmedicated. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that. But I do, I do like Carter. I think he's going to at least make it to the merge. I don't think he's going to give anybody a reason to get rid of him. No. I mean, I think that maybe, you know. It might get after the merge, and then they say he's a threat, or, you know, if his tribe isn't in the numbers come the merge, I think he could be in trouble. Um, but I, he doesn't strike me as a person who is going to uh, go out there and really be a threat to win the game. Yeah, I think he's going to be, like, the person you like to have around. He's Yes, he could be likable. Yeah. Uh, he could, you know, uh, you know, could he be a Jay Byers? Ooh. <laughs> well, there's be... only one Jay Byers, and I Google all him right, all the time. All right, easy, Nicole, <laughs> easy. All right. Take it easy. Yes. And I think he's a fan of the show. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, Which show? This show or of, of, of Both shows. Oh, okay. Both oh, shows. Then he'll probably win. Yes. Then he'll probably win. We love win. him. That's good. Yes. Good. Well, he at least follows me on Twitter, so okay. yeah, I, I would think that he listens to the show. <laughs> okay. Well, good. Maybe he's just a fan of you. Ooh, who isn't? Oh, well, there's he, a lot of people. All right. Take it easy, Nicole. <laughs> all right. So uh, let's get into uh, some of the women in the Calabaw tribe. Uh, so let's start with, how about Daner? Dana. Her <laughs> yeah. name is Dana. Oh, it's Dana? <laughs> okay, so here's Dana, and uh, let's talk about Dana. Okay, Dana Lambert, like a Glambert, almost. Almost like a Glambert. Okay, so Nicole, my first question for you is, uh, better hair, Carter or Dana? Oh, she's got the more spiky cut. Yeah, she's got a uh, very similar uh, hair to... Uh, who was the who was the the first one off uh, last year? That's exactly uh, what I was gonna say. Moon. The girl that broke her arm, yeah. or the girl who broke her arm. Yes, I do get that vibe off of her. <laughs> yeah. So Courtney, 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 Moon. yes. Okay. But Courtney had darker hair. Yeah, and again, uh, she looks a, a little like a like a, a blonde Todd. Oh, I can see it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So here's Dana Lambert. Uh-huh. Um, now she is uh, Nicole. You may or may not know this. She is actually a lesbian. She did mention that. She did. Yeah. So. Okay, so uh, here she is. She is a contestant you are most like. Uh, Boston Rob, for his unconquerable spirit and determination. Reason for being on Survivor? For the experience and the money. Okay. Hey, you know. I'm, I'm a, <laughs> you had to do this, Dana. I'm a lot like Dana. We have <laughs> Thanks, a, Dana. We have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. Like what? What do you have in common, Boston Rob? We both love beautiful women. <laughs> uh... And, uh, I don't, I, I got nothing. Boston <laughs> Rob, are you drunk? <laughs> How dare you? Um, so, yeah, so she's also, speaking of, uh, she has also uh, been to a rehab, but we don't know exactly, we're, we don't know exactly what for, we're not going to ask. We're not going to ask, none of, none, of none, of business, none of our business. None of our business. Yeah. Okay, so she is a uh, cosmetologist. Yes. Uh, and she is, uh, has a spiky hair. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, what, And she has a big tattoo on her arm. Yeah, and so why do you think she'll win Survivor? She's resourceful, she's good at finding solutions to problems, and she's a hard worker. Plus, she has experience camping. Uh, I can camp and help forage for food. I'm a team player. 
I would have to say the most useless skill in success, being a successful survivor player. What is it? Knowing how to camp. <laughs> yeah, totally different. Yeah. Totally different. Yeah. And she also describes herself as the alpha female. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as uh, far being going to forage for food, uh-huh. that is the uh, second most useless skill for uh, being on Survivor. Forage yes. for food. That's like going around and looking for the food that's just on the ground. Like, is there any food on the ground here? Yes. It's like I walk around and I look for, I, I try to see if there's ever money on the ground. Mm-hmm. I'm foraging. You're for, very good uh, at finding money on the ground. Uh, not recently. Yeah. I, you, I had a hot streak like a few years ago. Um, but that's foraging for money. Uh-huh. Also, not that good. <laughs> it's the same thing with food. There's really, if there was any good food, it wouldn't just be laying on the ground. Mm-hmm. If there was some good food on the ground, something would have gotten It'd it. It'd be run, running in the form of an animal. Unless he's like, oh, there's a coconut. Yeah. There's a coconut. But or you go fishing. If there's coconuts on the island, they're really not that hard to find. Yeah. It's like, oh, there's you a coconut. There's up. another coconut. There's another coconut. Yeah. Uh, foraging, not that good. Yeah. Okay. So now, how about this, Nicole? Uh, Jeff Kent, we talked about this. Let's put let's put some more pieces of the puzzle together. Let's do it. So Jeff Kent is uh, very big on uh, he doesn't want anybody of the same sex to get married. Uh-huh. Now we're gonna put him on the tribe with Dana here, who's been with her partner for seven years. And do you think this is something that could come up and could potentially? Uh, be another strike against Jeff Kent. I, I think it certainly can, and I think it certainly will. Okay, and I know Penner is going to be very sympathetic. Uh-huh. So, uh, now I'm starting to feel like uh, the arrow is starting to... I know I feel like Penner's got Dana in his pocket and Carter. The thing is, you can't vote out Jeff Kent because you need him for the challenges. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. He's, he is older. Yeah, but... Do you yeah. think he's still got it? Nicole, I mean, he's not that. He's not a hundred. I mean, he's. I mean, he was in Major League Baseball like four years ago. Okay. Like, like he's not like a. Okay, but I, I, I did old. see some of the pictures of him without a shirt. Okay, it's not pretty. <laughs> but I mean, he was in like I've been to Dodger games that he's played yes, at, I, and I have not been in Los Angeles for that long. Okay. Okay, so uh, yeah, I think he'll. That's not going to be an issue. What about uh, Dana long term? Arrow. Thumbs up or thumbs down? I don't know. The alpha female never lasts that long. Yeah. Okay. So you'd say... Now, um, I, the, I'm going to say thumbs down for Dana. Yeah, nothing really jumped out at me as yeah. somebody that I think uh, could go far in the game. I mean, I think that maybe thumbs down as well. Yeah. You know, I don't know if... You know, not real... Like, I don't see anything that that's jumping out to me negative, but I didn't see anything on the positive side either. Yeah, sorry. Anything sorry, Dana. On the positive side of the ledger. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Dana, we're not feeling great about. Okay. What about Dawson? Uh, and First name, Sarah. First name, Sarah. Last but name, But she has Dawson. another friend that's Sarah, and it gets confusing because you say gets, Sarah, they both turn around. It gets confusing. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, here's Sarah Dawson. She is an insurance sales uh, person. Uh, she is 28 years old. She lives in Maryland. Uh, she's uh, supposedly a uh, big fan of the Survivor. Oh, okay. Okay, and she is uh, the person. Okay, so let's let's talk about. Let's uh, just read this whole thing. Uh, okay. It's just completely interesting. Okay, it's really good. So, where do you want to start? You want to hear about her uh, personal claim to fame? Okay, personal claim to fame. Her car was once towed, and she was able to talk the owner of the towing company into returning it for free. She's become a local legend. Well, that is pretty heroic. Inspiration in life, Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> Have you seen that man do a toe touch? It's quite inspiring. I have never seen that. That's, have you? Well, that's a page out of Dr. Will's book to, oh. uh, you know, go on a reality show and talk up Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. They know he's watching. Yeah. He's out there. 
Okay. Is there a, um, a YouTube of him doing a toe touch? Perhaps. I would <laughs> think so. Okay. So, uh, pet peeves. Societal pressures of conformity and disrespectful men. Okay. Well, that's something. All right. So, if you're, you could have three things I think on anybody who says the societal pr- pressures of conformity needs to be voted off. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you could have three things on the island, what would they be and why? Uh, one, a horse. <laughs> uh, two, an audience. And three, a hot guy chef. Oh, they need, she needed Jonas. Jonas. <laughs> okay, Survivor contestant you are most like. Uh, she goes with sugar. Okay. For, for her uncompromising moral compass and passion. Which is, that is how I describe <laughs> sugar all the time. Yes. I, people ask me. I know, I follow her on Instagram. I see yes. those photos. Some people say to me, Rob, who, do you know any, who has the most uncompromising moral compass and passion? And I buzz in and I say, uh, that's sugar. <laughs> that's right. Yes. That's sugar. It's, it, I mean, it, duh. Yeah. I mean, it's, you could not have a more redundant statement mm-hmm. than sugar for her uncompromising moral compass and passion. Yes. And Sandra, because she is extremely calculating and strategic. Well, the combination of sugar and Sandra. Mm-hmm. So, uh, basically, uh, sugar she, and spice. Yeah. So she watched uh, watched the first episode of Heroes vs. Villains and the last episode of Heroes vs. Villains. <laughs> and that's me. Yes. That's me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, here's an interesting thing about Dawson that I noticed. I watched two videos of Dawson. Okay. Of Sarah Dawson. Uh, I watched her on wearing. Two different outfits, uh, potentially two different, different days. days. Uh huh. But one thing was in common. Yeah, the jugs. <laughs> Major cleavage alert. Yes. Uh, I mean, I'm no, pr- I'm no prude or anything, Nicole. Mm, you know, I know. You know me. You know me. Yeah. Uh, there could have been a, there could have been a, a, a button or two <laughs> that, that, that if there, if it was borderline, uh huh. She said no. I'm. Let's look. She's no church girl. <laughs> We're gonna. Where that uh, the moral compass was uh, was pointing south, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yes, it was. Yeah. So uh, excellent videos from Sarah Dawson. Yes. Excellent job. And she also made somebody cry during Cranium, which sounds like something I would do. Mm-hmm. So what do you say, Nicole? I think that Penner is going to hate her. Hate her? <laughs> yes. Um, I think he may not love her. I don't think he'll hate her. I, well, I'd not really hate her, but um, sh- she is certainly not going to be... His favorite. And he, she is going to completely get on his nerves. You know who I think she is? Uh, what survivor she reminds me of? Who? I'm going to say she's the new Alicia Rosa. Oh. I don't think so. No, you don't see it? No. Why not? Uh, the only thing I see is the boobs is in the relation, but I don't think that Alicia talked that much. You don't think Alicia talked that much? Not as much as this girl in her in her videos. Oh, well, I think you have a sh- bad short-term memory. No, I, I think that this girl talked... This Dawson talks a lot more. Okay. I mean, you seem more sour on... You think that she's going to get on people's nerves. I think she's going to get on people's nerves. I don't think she's going to get on... I think the only thing that's going to save her is her boobs. Yeah, well, I mean, not for anything. And that is a good weapon. Penner is a a married man. Jeff Uh Kent's a married man. But they still have eyes. I guess they still have eyes. But I don't think that's... I mean, in watching Penner play two seasons, that's not exactly how he plays the game mm-hmm. of, hey, I'm going to keep the hot babes around. But doesn't Carter say that he's like ice cream scooper Eric? <laughs> I, guess, <laughs> I guess so. Uh, so uh, you don't you don't think the arrow is pointing too high for Dawson? I don't. You don't? And I'm sure she's a very nice person. 
Yeah, I think she's okay. I think she could do okay. Yeah, I think that I'm sort of when it gets on her. you know people aren't eating and there's a lot of downtime. I think all of these silly stories that she's going to be telling is going to get on people's nerves. But you could say the same thing about Cat last season. And Kat was somebody who went, you know, very far in the game. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think that necessarily being bubbly is a bad thing. But Kat was also good in the challenges. Okay, but I think that she could be okay in the challenges. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's not like, uh, you know, 300 pounds or something like no, that. No, her, her boobs might be. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that she could hold her own in the challenges. Probably. I mean, she's young. She looks like she's in shape. Yeah. I feel like when I look for people who are going to do poorly on Survivor... I feel like the things that jump out at me are people that are confrontational. Um, and that those are the things that I think that will serve you poorly on Survivor. And I don't think that she's... Uh, I think she seems very l- likable. Well, let's hope that they don't play a game of cranium and have a confrontation. Yeah. And let's hope cry. that there's not somebody like you on her tribe. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, she, she talks so much. Oh, you know how I get when I'm tired or if I am if I haven't eaten. This would really get on my nerves. Okay, well, let's round out this tribe and then we'll get a whole picture of what this tribe mm-hmm. looks like with Katie. And let me see, which one is uh, is Katie? I haven't even been looking at my notes. I'm just sort of like going off of memory. Uh, Dawson, she... Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, she talks smack about Cochran. Uh, which I also didn't like. I, know, yeah, that, I did not like that. That I did not care for, uh, for Dawson. That uh, She so, makes fun of his sweater vest. Yeah. So how did we get to? Oh no. So they said uh, they asked her about the last name. Is that what how we yes. started talking about that? So Dalton Ross asked her. Uh, so uh, Dawson, that's your last name. So what is that like a Cochran? And she got like really insulted. Uh, and <laughs> she was like, oh, as if like the only thing that I would learn from that guy is not to wear a sweater vest yes. and how to be a, a to. And she was uh, she was killing his strategy. Poor Cochran. <laughs> Poor Cochran. Really? What, what does Cochran need to the, that? The, Sarah Dawson uh, killing yes. him on I, I, entertainmentweekly.com. You know As I look at my notes now, I think this is why I said she's going to get voted out. Yeah. Don't I, make don't make fun of Cochran. And she's also uh, very uh, big on pranks, which I think does not work well in her favor. I think that that'll that'll get you voted out. That'll get you voted mm-hmm. out. Uh, ask Captain Kosher. Uh, on from Big Brother, <laughs> how that works out when yes. you start doing pranks on people. Mm-hmm. Did, she, didn't she appear slightly intoxicated in the Dalton Ross video? <laughs> uh, but look, uh, who knows? Dalton Ross, you know, is uh, it's it's well known he brings a flask to <laughs> all of his interviews. Yes, although I was thoroughly entertained by her videos, I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, very good. Okay. Yeah. and then finally, here is uh, Katie, mm-hmm. uh, Miss Delaware, mm-hmm. former Miss Delaware. She. Has a striking resemblance to Tiffany Amber Thiessen. A young Tiffany yes. Amber Thiessen. Not, well, not that young Tiffany Amber Thiessen. A, uh, a more of a 90210 Tiffany Amber Thiessen right. than a Say by the Bell Tiffany Amber Thiessen. The more mature. Yes. But the, not that mature. The more mature and voluptuous Tiffany Amber Thiessen. There's a lot of jugs on this season. Okay, so let's go through it real quick. Katie Hansen, uh, former Miss Delaware. She was Miss Delaware in 2001. Three things that she could bring on the island. Uh, one... Toilet paper Ooh. for obvious reasons, and it would help start a fire. So she's thinking outside the box. I think toilet paper would burn very quick. Yeah, I think it would not be great for starting yeah. a fire. Uh, two, a toothbrush. Mm-hmm. Gotta have fresh breath for the hot guys on the island. Mm-hmm. Well, talking about hot guys already in the interview. Not yeah. a good, not a good. Sign. A lot of them have. Not a good sign for long term. Uh, excellence in the game and then number three uh, my miss delaware sweater it will keep me warm at night and also remind me to put my mind to something i can accomplish 
Survivor contestant you're most like? Danny Boatwright. I respect her because she proved that pageant girls can kick ass on Survivor and take home the million dollars, and it will happen again. Yes. Okay, we'll we'll see. Uh, One of two pageant patties on this season, Nicole. What do we think about Katie Hansen? I think that she's tougher than she than she appears. She is actually going to be a state trooper. Ooh. Yes, and you have to be tough to be a state trooper. Okay. So you are you are feeling good about Katie? Um, I think that she, I think that she's going to make it at least to the merge. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb here, uh-huh. Nicole, and I'm going to I'm going to call that Katie Hansen. Uh oh. Okay. Katie, you, this isn't good. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb. I am predicting. That you and I are having a chat with Katie Hansen on, on the twentieth, tw- <laughs> on Thursday, September twentieth, and I here's my pick, Nicole, first one off the show. Because let me make a quick Venn diagram here, mm-hmm. okay? Oh I, no, Dorkagram. Here's my Venn diagram. We can't even make it the first episode without right, so here's a, a Venn diagram. Here, I'm going to draw one circle here, uh-huh. and this is going to be called "People Penner Won't Like." Okay. Okay. And then I'm going to make another intersecting circle here. And it's going to be called People Jeff Kent Won't Like. <laughs> okay? And then here in this intersecting circle is Katie, the girl who constantly talks about how she was uh, Miss Delaware. See, I disagree. And I feel like that is going to be Dawson. Dawson, you think that, uh, okay, so so one of us, we're on the same page. Right. We're just disagreeing. On who? On who, about who it's going to be. Right. Okay, so uh, we'll, we'll see. I feel like Dawson will go with the flow more. I feel like I didn't learn anything about Katie in her I feel interviews. Like... I feel like all I learned about was Miss Delaware competition. <laughs> okay, she's proud that she was uh, Miss Delaware. But, you know, Jeff Kendall, all he kept talking about was baseball, too. They're, you know, they're proud of who they are. I think that Katie has been seasoned as a pageant girl. Yeah. She knows what to say. See, the she pageant knows... thing means more to you than it does to me. I you, think... you were always very impressed with, oh, it's pageant. that's pageant girl. That's actually not true. I'm usually... <laughs> Against, You're very impressed. I'm usually against the pageant girls, but I feel like she knows what to say. Um, she's poli- She's more polished. More than polished. Dawson. Yes. Okay. That is my official assessment. Okay. We'll we'll see. Nothing against Dawson. I'm sure she's a lovely person. Okay. Well, one of these uh, one of these two girls here on the tribe uh, could either of them have a showmance with Carson? Carter. Or Carter. Carter. Definitely not Carson. <laughs> no. No, okay. So no, Carter has a he has a GF. He has a GF. That doesn't mean anything on Survivor. That's true. Okay, so what are we thinking, Nicole? So you you think who's in the alliance here? Okay, we need four people to vote the first time we go to tribal council. Who's in the alliance? I'm going to say Penner, Carter, Katie, Katie. Uh huh. And you, and who and who are they targeting? They're going to target go, uh, Dawson. They're going to go after Dawson? Mm-hmm. See, you you don't think that Katie... Do you think Katie and Dawson will be friends? I feel like Dana, I feel like she's going to be hardworking with the men. Right. Uh, now, either one of these two... One of these two girls is going to be expendable here. Dawson or Katie. You think it's Dawson. I think it's Katie. Yeah. I think that she's... Dawson's just going to get on their nerves and then going to be like, just get rid of her. It's too early just to get, get rid of and her. And it's too early to get rid of Jeff Kent. Yeah. So, uh, so you... Th- do you have a pick for first off here out of this group? Dawson. Okay. Do- you think Dawson is the first one off the show? 
Um, I do think so. You you think so? Okay, so this is a good prop bet here. Yeah. And well, well, we got to see if Penner's tribe loses immunity the first time. <laughs> All right, but here's a good, here's a, a good bet for between me and you. First okay. one out of the, first one out of this tribe, you list a Dawson. I say Dawson. Uh huh. All right, Rob's fact checker. Write that one down. Let's Put it see. in the books. Put it in the books. Okay, so let's move on. Let's go on. Watch we're both wrong, and it's just it's Jeff Kent. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, they, none of them. Lose. It just better not be yeah. Penner. Okay. Let's go to the Tan Dang tribe uh, with Mike Scoopin as as their captain, and let's talk about a man named uh, Artis. Uh, now, is this pronounced Artis or it's pronounced Artas? I think that's a different guy. Oh, okay. So Artis, uh, that uh, and that was a good a good movie, mm-hmm. uh, black and white though. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about the Artis. And he was uh, Artis Sylvester. A true he, survivor. He's a true survivor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's uh, Tan Dang is his tribe. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I was a little worried that I thought maybe if he was on the tribe with Jeff Kent that maybe he looks a little too much like Barry Bonds. <laughs> and I thought it could be a potential problem. But yes. luckily they're separated. Uh-huh. Okay. So uh, just real quick, he uh, his personal claim to fame, he actually beat stage four cancer. He's Amazing. 53 years old. He looks great. He looks great, yeah. He, looks- he said that he used to be a lot bigger, but after the cancer, you know, he hasn't gotten his physique back. Uh, yeah. So three three words to describe you. Spontaneous, opinionated, and competitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, his uh, survivor doesn't he's most like. He's like a combination of Rudy, Rupert, and James. I have Rupert They're like and triplets. Rupert and Rudy's uh I have Rudy and Rupert's cunning leadership and likability and I have James's physical appeal even Ooh. at 52. Whoa. Mm. Whoa. Very nice. Okay, so there you go. There's artist. He has the cunning leadership of the future governor of Indian <laughs> of Indiana. How is that going? Or, or... Well, I don't know. We got to get We need an update. You would, you would think the same people that are getting Barack Obama on Reddit would be trying to get Rupert on Rama's podcast. <laughs> yes. We have a huge listener base in Indiana. Mm-hmm. I don't know why any, nobody's call, nobody in Rupert's office is calling. Yeah, they need to get on this. Do I, do I, should I call his office? They, they need to contact us. Yeah, I'm not the one trying to win governor. I got a podcast to do over yeah, here. Yeah, but then you got to have the, the other people on the podcast. That's, I'll have them all on. I'll, the I'll host the debate. <laughs> that would be good. That would be good. Okay, so here we go. Here's Artis. Uh, so, Nicole... What are we thinking about artists? I like him. You like him? I do. Yeah, feel feel all right about I got artists. a good feeling about artists. I don't know why he has so many earrings. Uh, he likes jewelry. He likes the bling. <laughs> it's a lot of bling. It for is Survivor. a lot of bling. And now, as could, that seen, could be dangerous. As we've seen on on Big Brother this season and last season, that sometimes this jewelry becomes barter in the game. Like, mm-hmm. oh, here, you, you can hold all my jewelry. If I, if, if I break my word, you get to keep it. Yes. So I don't know that maybe this is a, the move now to come in with like a ton of gold cash for gold earrings, <laughs> gold, gold. <laughs> okay, so um, he also this is very interesting. Dalton Ross asked him, uh, "Who is the returning player that you would not want to see come back?" Uh-huh, this I season? forgot who he said. He said, "Oh right, yes, Philip." He hated Philip so well, much. Artis is also, he works for the government, too. Yeah, maybe he's, uh, he could be like the new specialist, but mm-hmm. he hated Philip so yes. much. Uh-huh. Not even like a little bit. I think that goes in his favor. Yeah. <laughs> you think it speaks well to uh, <laughs> his dislike of Philip. Uh-huh. Okay, so uh, let's, let's start connecting some of the dots here. Do you think 
that Mike Scoopin and artists will get along. I do. I do too. Mm-hmm. I think that they could be uh, hard workers, good good friends. They're both about the same age, and I feel like artist is also smart enough. He's a fan to know Scoopin and his yeah, and he's a computer engineer. I think Mike Scoopin was uh, at least at the time of Survivor Australia, he worked in software, did something with computers. I think that uh, he's a hard worker, but I think he'll let Scoopin take you know take the lead. I think so. I think so, too. I, mm-hmm. I mean, we could be in for a little bit of a problem if these two say... He doesn't seem he like... Says, um, hey, I'm the boss. No, I'm the boss. But if he's gonna, just going to let Scoop and call the shots, I think this is a he's very... He's going to stick around for a while. This you know, could be a very, very good thing for the two of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're, we're both high on artists. Yes. I think he could do well. I don't know if... Uh, I'm not getting necessarily the, the winner look from him. Mm-hmm. But I think he could be... Uh, do well. Mm-hmm. And him and uh, Scoopin could be a good uh, alliance. I, I am getting a winner vibe off him. Whoa. Yeah. Well, All right. Easy, Nicole. I'm Maybe. not saying that's my okay. official pick just yet. You're I'm feeling, just saying. You're feeling very good. I'm, I'm feeling... I'm feeling, just saying. I'm feeling good. You're feeling very good. I'm feeling great. Okay. Make sure that's a, a w- the winner vibe that you're getting <laughs> that's making you feel so good with uh, the artists. Oh. All mm-hmm. right. Easy. All right, let's, let's talk about Pete. How about uh, Pelican Pete? No, that's a different season. <laughs> that's not that's not this guy. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Here's uh, Peter, uh, and then they give us uh, Pete in quotation marks. Uh, Yurkowski. So, like, that's a nickname. So, would I be? Would should I go as Robert? Quote unquote. Rob. Apparently, Sestamino? that's what you're supposed to. Peter Pete uh, Yurkowski. Yes. Okay. Uh, he's on the Tandang tribe. He's from. Uh, Holmdel, New Jersey. But he's, he's not like people from New Jersey. He's not like people from New he Jersey. Gets, he gets offended with the New Jersey and stereotype. he's an engineer, but he's also a model. Okay, no, he said he's an engineer by education, model by occupation. Yes. That was like the Ashley Underwood. She was a nurse by education, and I don't know what was by... I think it was also a model, right? Uh, yeah, she was like a pageant girl. Yeah, pa- another pageant pageant. Mm-hmm. Survivor contestant, you're most like... But that Ru- means that you're not what you went to school for. <laughs> yeah, uh, Survivor contestant, you're most like Russell Hance because he manipulated everyone and was a boss the entire time. You're a boss. I'm a boss. Uh, puppet mastery is the name of the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you agree? Uh, I don't know if Puppet Mastery is the That's, name that, of the game. That sounds negative. That sounds negative. You wouldn't want to call it that. Yeah. Okay, why do you think you'll survive Survivor? He says, I'm strong, I'm agile, I have excellent balance, I'm intelligent, I can empower you through the use of speech, I can strategize like Napoleon, and I'm a leader. Anything else, sir? Anything else? You got anything else? Anything? Oh, he says he's highly intelligent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can I say something? Yeah, you, yes, you may. Douche alert. Uh, Nicole, oh my God. Let me me look at my, let me check my notes here for uh, Peter, uh, quotation marks, Pete. Douche alert. The the douche alert is high. It is. The douche meter is going off the charts. Well, let me, we are with my uh, ectometer here. (laughs) Uh, it's 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 off the charts high. Uh-huh. Now we will say, in fairness to Pete, we haven't again. We've only seen about four minutes of interviews from him. I'm, you know what? We said that MJQ was the biggest douche of them all, and now we love him. We and we love him. We love Doesn't him. Doesn't mean we were wrong, but we love we love him. <laughs> he's a nice douche. He's, yes, he's endearing. Yes. Okay. So uh, not feeling too great about uh, Peter. I mean, the guy has, has, does not run out of great things to say about himself. And I don't think Scoopin is going to appreciate this. Yeah. 
I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But he's probably good in challenges. But, you know, also, At least so he says. this guy is also the same age as probably... Mike Scoopin probably has kids that are his age. Mm-hmm. So if Mike sort of, like, takes it with a grain of salt, that, okay, here's this cocky young guy... But I have a feeling that his kids are nothing like this, and he's going to take, like, offense to his behavior. I... <laughs> it's hard to say. It's... At least from what he made us see. I mean, of the three men in this group, it seems like he is the least likely to bond with the other two. Mm-hmm. Of if we're going to just look at the at the three men, and how he's almost like the guy who seems like the young Boston Rob, uh, who is the guy who's talking about he has to he wants to control things. He's the puppet master, mm-hmm. uh, and he's the guy who you know if things break right. And let's and let's preview the girls here. Where he seems like he's the kind of guy who would want to, he wants to be the leader. He wants to take out Mike Scoopin or, or Artis. Right. So hopefully he can play nice with those other guys, but I could see him being saying, hey, well, why is this guy the boss? Yes. Why aren't I the boss? Uh, Russell Hance is like a boss. Yes. I want to be the boss. <laughs> and his hobbies include going to bars, meeting girls, going to the gym, and making beats. Well, sounds Jersey Shore to me. <laughs> well, he sounds nothing like those Jersey Shore guys. Yeah. Nothing at all. Okay, so we'll see about Peter, uh, nickname Pete. What does making beats mean? <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever do that again. Yeah, yes. Don't ever do that yeah, he's again. He's making beats. Yes. Right, that's what I do too. Or maybe he's like Dwight Schrute. Mm-hmm, probably. Then one or the other. Okay, so let's talk about <laughs> Abbe Maria. Abbe Maria? Abbe. Abed Maria? Okay, so Abby Maria, let's talk about her. Uh, so Abby Maria Gomez, and which is odd here because she seems that she's not, uh, she wasn't born in the United States. But she has dual citizenship. Dual citizenship. So Abby Maria Gomez, she's 32, she's uh, from L.A., and uh, she is a traveling the world on my own and becoming an American citizen, and she has dual citizenship. So uh, three things that she would bring. A book to distract her, a pen for writing, and a notebook uh, to write on. Mm -hmm. Okay? So that's good. She's most like poverty. She's as charming as she is. Uh, The thing that she was most concerned about with Dalton Ross was, Nicole? I forgot. Uh, Taking a dump in the woods. Oh, taking a dump. (laughs) That was what she was the most worried about. And also peeing also was going to be... Uh, she was worried about that too. I like her. You like her. I do. I think that she's she's really fun. Yeah. I think she's very entertaining, and I think that she's gonna say like really ridiculous things. She could be like a a Brazilian version of Ashley from Big Brother this summer. Is that <laughs> is that sort of what we're saying? Or Brazilian version of Cat. Yeah. Okay. There. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um. She was I, supposed to be on Token Jeans with Steven. I don't know. That seems fishy to me. Yeah. It's no pun intended. <laughs> uh, but she said that she was supposed to be on Survivor Token Chains, and but then they felt like she would have too much of an advantage because she's from Brazil. I, I mean, you're in the, the... You're in a small part of Brazil that you're not leaving. I, I mean, that's that's ridiculous to even say that. I mean... Yeah, it, maybe it's just an excuse because they found... Like, oh, well, you have too much of an advantage. Because they found Erin. Uh, I I guess so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they let uh, PG uh, compete on Survivor China. That is true. But uh, she wasn't born there. Yeah, but they didn't say, oh, well, no, she'll, she'll have too much of an advantage <laughs> uh, if we let her play in Survivor that China. That was probably their way of letting her down easy because they found somebody like Erin. And then they just forgot about her for eight seasons and they said, oh, wait, well, I remember. That happens. I don't know. 
I don't know. She's like a last resort. Maybe somebody backed out. Yeah, things happen. <laughs> Maybe. So we'll see. I'm not super high on uh, Ave Maria because I just feel like the, you know, the Survivor is such a social game. I wonder about the language uh, barrier. Yes. Here. I do think that she is going to be one of the first out on this tribe. You could see it. I, don't, I also don't sense that she is a big Survivor fan. Yeah. So I think that, again, and I only bring this up because I don't think, I think you can do well on Survivor if you're not a Survivor fan uh, by nature, but I think that when it, the S starts to hit the fan and it really sucks out there, uh, that I think when you're a Survivor fan, I think that helps you get through the bad times. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Because it's like, okay, I wanted to be here, I, want, I wanted to do this, so. Well, yeah, when you're not a fan, you're like, I don't, what I want to be on TV like, this what am bad. I, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. You know, I have nothing left to suck. Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> So, uh, let's talk about, how about Lisa? Lisa. Okay. Oh, yes. Lisa, uh, is it, I, I want to make sure I say her name, her last name right. Is it, uh, Lisa Welchel? I said, Welchel. I think I said Wenchel before. Oh. Uh, Lisa Welchel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, now, Nicole, you may or may not know this. Lisa Welchel was actually on the, uh, TV series, The Facts of Life. How about that? Oh, so that was that weird song that Dalton Ross was singing? Yes. You you never heard that song (laughs) before? Of course I heard it, silly goose. Okay. So, Lisa Welchel. Now, Nicole, uh, interesting story here. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so Lisa Welchel is actually a big Survivor fan. I did know that. And I know this because I have actually met Lisa Welchel. We have a photo of you and Lisa and Jenna Maresca. Yes. uh, Back in 2004... Uh, after the first couple people had gotten kicked off of Survivor All-Stars, mm-hmm. uh, T- Tina, Rudy, Jenna Marask, and I, we were the first people out on uh, the Survivor All-Stars. And so during the uh, 2004 Nick at Night uh, TV Land Awards, yes, uh, so they had us go and present a Lifetime Achievement Award to the cast of Gilligan's Island. <laughs> Yes. I, and, no, I thought it was just to Gilligan. No. It was, it was the, the entire the cast. cast of Gilligan's uh-huh. Island. Right. So we were on the stage and we're like, uh, you know, we went away for 39 days instead of a third. Th- it was very fancy. to wear a tuxedo and yeah, everything. we wore a tuxedo and everything. So we presented the award and we had a, a great time that day. It was a lot of fun. And we actually went out. It was our first trip out to L.A. together. Um, and then, uh, you know, you know, the thing was the party was wrapping up and everything. But I was stopped by a certain Lisa Welchel at the party and said, oh my God, I'm such a big Survivor <laughs> fan. Can I, Rob, can I take a picture with you and Jenna? Yes, and I took that photo. Yeah, and we'll post it on, go to Rob has a website, look at the, the post of this uh, show, and we'll post the picture of uh, us with Lisa Welchel. Yes. Do you know who I took a photo with uh, at that party? Yes. Marianne from Gilligan's Island. There you go. And do you know what she said to me? What's that? She approached me. What'd she say? She said, oh my God, I love your shoes. <laughs> and then, and that was your your inspiration for your Twitter. Yes. Thank you, Marianne. Ma- Marianne loves <laughs> shoes. All right. So let's talk about Lisa Welchel and her prospects on the game. She's on the tribe with uh, Scoopin and Artis, and I feel like she's going to fit in like a glove uh, with these two older guys i mean she's about the same age as she's them. a mom she's, she's used a mom. to taking care yeah she's from uh her children. she's from the south i mean i feel like lisa welchel just strikes me as basically like the new dawn Meehan. absolutely yeah yeah so i think that i don't know if she makes any bread uh-huh but uh or if it's she, as delicious or as if dawn's it's as delicious bread delicious as dawn's yes. bread of course not mm-hmm. obviously it isn't uh-huh uh, if you could have three things on the island she has a bible with giant print 
uh, because uh, she doesn't know she has her reading glasses, a journal and a pen because she has a bad memory. and just want to forget a minute. Luckily, they're taping it. Luckily. Uh, and then number three, playing cards because she loves to play games. Yes. Okay. And she's very personable. She has a really nice personality. She seems like she could really fit in with people. I really think that she's going to be very well liked. Yeah, I don't think I agree. she's going to be. Uh, she's going to betray people. She I, said she's not going to. Yeah. Uh, Survivor contestant, you most like Colby. She says, I'm competitive, genuine, and from Texas. Is she going to bring a flag? I don't know. Every day she wakes up and thanks God, uh, number one, that she's alive, and number two, that she's from Texas. Yeah. Then why did Colby move? <laughs> to L.A.? <laughs> yeah. He's got to, you know, work on uh, his acting career. Yeah. Okay. So, Lisa is part of the group here uh, with Scoopin and artists. She's the new Dawn Meehan. And when they, we feel like the arrow is pointing up. Pointing up. Absolutely. So good good job for Lisa. Mm-hmm. And it would be fun to watch her on uh, on Survivor. And I think she'll survive the elements because of that, you know, that fan thing. Yeah. She, I mean. And she knows what she's in for. Not for anything. This was during Survivor 8. Yeah. That she said that she was a, a huge Survivor fan. And yeah. she stuck with it. Mm-hmm. It's Survivor 25. She actually got on the show, she said, that she had people tweeting uh, her tape to the CBS people. Oh, that's how we're getting Jeff Probst on that's the show. Her, yes, <laughs> so she's very big on social media, and she's uh, stealing our tactics yes. of tweet-bombing people. Mm-hmm. Tweet-bombing, that's the new word. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. All right, so uh, then the last person, we're going to round out this tribe. Here we go, Nicole. How about, uh, are you ready? Are you ready for this? Uh, RC. Mm-hmm. No, not Rob Sesternino, oh, Nicole. You need to clarify. Yes, uh, yes. It's, I never thought we'd ever see the day we'd have a survivor named RC. Mm-hmm. She's a 26 year old investment banker. Uh, she rolls hoops at uh, Wellesley. Uh, that's where uh, uh, Ted uh, went to college on uh, How I Met Your Mother. And I hate him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, He's so, the most annoying person on TV. Yeah. So also, uh, I believe it's also the uh, alma mater of uh, Bill Belichick and Eric Mangini. Oh. There you go. Okay, so uh, if you could have three things on the island, what would they be and why? A good book so she could read it over and over again. A puppy so she could have one loyal oh, friend. Oh, that's and, a good thing to bring. And a radio to listen to music and news. Only problem with that is I don't know if you're going to get any Filipino stations. <laughs> okay, so, I hope you yeah, speak Tagalog. Maybe, maybe it's a satellite radio. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's serious. It's serious. Okay. We're Nicole. Let's let's get serious. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now here we go. A little bit of a pet peeve of mine. Her pet peeve are annoying people and inefficiency. Mm-hmm. Uh, Survivor contestant, you're most like none. I'm an original. There's no one like me. Oh, Rob's pet peeve. Oh, yeah. Rob's pet yes. Peeve. Not good, RC. Not, not good. But I hear she's a fan of the show. Okay. And Rob's taboo buzzer is. Harassing her. Okay, well that's good. <laughs> that's good. Well, welcome. That's that. If she if she can handle the island, she can handle Rob's taboo. Yes, that? that's true. Okay. Uh, why do you think you'll be the sole survivor? I have the perfect combination of physical, mental strengths. I'm an athlete. I've been a competitive swimmer since she swam the English Channel. Nicole, oh, did you know that? Yeah. Uh, so she and she was a beach lifeguard. Yes, she ran a half Boston marathon without training and swam the English without Channel. training. Good grief! Well, you know who ran the whole uh, Boston marathon without training? Who? Oh. Boston Rob. No, he didn't. He did. Uh, as an investment banker, I'm very analytical and survive Wall Street and the fall of Bear Stearns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like her. You like RC. I do like her. Uh, and you're not talking about me? I am talking about you. <laughs> you like both the RC? Yes. Anybody RC, I like you. Okay. So, uh, Nicole, and she uh, currently resides in New York, New York. Yes. Well, that goes in her favor. Okay. So, Nicole, RC. You and are- she was smart where she said... Um, 
well, I guess that maybe not smart, but she said that the per, um, for a returning player, she'd like to see people who left too early. Yeah, which makes makes me think that she goes on Survivor side. So she's a fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay, here we go. Or maybe she saw my uh, Mike Scoopin's Twitter, Facebook before. Uh, we we won't talk about that. We won't talk about that. Okay. So how about this, Nicole? Um, what do we think about RC's chances? I'm I'm with you. I like her. I like her as well. I think she's a t- uh, got the total package to succeed in the game. Yes, I think that the tribe that she's on may not mesh well with her. I'm worried. Yes, she seems like a smart woman that has a lot of opinions, not in a bad way. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to mesh with the guys. Well, I it's not so much the guys that I'm worried about. Here's what I'm worried about. Uh-huh. Okay, so we have a uh, you know a. Uh, Pete, we need a we needed a good nickname for him, uh-huh. uh, and better than quote unquote Pete. Uh, <laughs> how about quote unquote Pete? Okay, quote okay, unquote quote, Pete. Quote unquote Pete. Um, he here's what I'm concerned about. Okay, so Pete, quote unquote Pete, I think is here for showmancing. Ah, uh-huh. and so let's take a look at our our you know Bachelorette number one, Abby Maria. Ah, uh-huh. Bachelorette number two. Lisa Wachel, <laughs> Bachelorette number three, RC. Yes. So Bachelor now, number one wins. So by default, I almost feel like, okay, Scoopin' and artists aren't going to like this guy. And now if he starts showmancing RC, I'm worried, although I think RC has all of the tools and skills to go far in the game, I think she could be a target here. I think you're way off on this. I do not think that RC is going to go in a showmance with Pete. Who's Pete on? Who's quote Pete quote unquote going after now? <laughs> I think that he's gonna go after Abby Maria. Abby Maria, she's like ten years older than him. She's hot. Okay, but I you don't think it's more likely that the guy from New Jersey is gonna go after the twenty-seven year old girl from New York? I don't think the twenty-seven year old intelligent woman is going to go after the guy from the Jersey Shore. Okay, I hope I hope you're right. Yeah, that, that's that's what I would think. I could be wrong. I mean, RC, RC's in my in the mix here for my winner pick, but I just don't I don't like this uh, quote unquote peak. <laughs> I I don't think that it, that is anything you have to worry about. I'm worried. I don't think you I'm need to worry. I'm concerned, and I see that the, I see the scooping artist Lisa Welchel. They've got a a solid block. A they're solid gonna, three. They're not going to vote out. Uh, uh, they need him quote unquote Pete yeah and then uh, and now it's like okay well let's get let's take his girlfriend out because uh, we can't get rid of him we need yeah. him nope you don't think it I don't can happen it. nope you don't can't see it I don't see it so who's getting voted out first out of this tribe Abby Maria Abby Maria yeah mm-hmm. I mean why she's she's been in the challenges um I don't think the arrow is pointing up for her. I don't have a good feeling. I th- she's not a fan. She's scared of taking a dump. I don't think it's gonna look good. It's gonna go well. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I could. I mean, I can certainly see that scenario yes. uh, working out. But I'm worried. I'm worried about this showman. So yeah. RC, stay. Be away. not afraid, my friend. Yeah. I mean, you'd be better off with Rob's taboo buzzer. Yeah. Okay. Let's go into the Matsing tribe. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Russell Swan tribe, and then let's introduce ourselves to Malcolm. Malcolm. Okay? Here we go. So uh, here's Malcolm, and he is uh, Malcolm Freeberg, a uh, 25-year-old. He is uh, from Hermosa. Mm-hmm. He's a bartender down there. Uh, he likes to exercise, write, read, and party. Uh, he hates dumb people. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's charming, brilliant, and cocky, according oh, to him. okay. Well, at least uh, he admits it. Okay. And the survivor he's most like, he's going to play like Russell. He's going to control and rule with an iron fist, but he has to be clever enough for them to thank you for it in the end. Uh, I'll run the show from day one, and uh, I'll be handed an oversized check with my name on it. Just like Russell. Just like Russell. Or just like Russell. <laughs> yes. Okay. And so, also like a hand. So one of the things that he could, he would want to bring... Um, to the island is uh, a bottle of whiskey. There you I go. believe um, Big Brother, they uh, Willie said that he wanted vodka. Yeah, well... Uh, and <laughs> how'd that go? <laughs> how'd that go? All right, Nicole, so what was your thoughts on Malcolm? Okay. Initially, on the CBS.com video, I said, oh, this guy, he is... What did I say? He's, he's not humble, but he's not douchey. Yeah. Then, I watched the Dalton Ross video, and I said, forget that. See, the thing about Malcolm for me is I felt like it could go either way, and I couldn't really put my finger on uh, what survivor he's like. But, but then let, he said it? No. Well, why? What did he say? Because then he said that um, he wants to play like Heidek, and I felt Heidek? like... Yeah. No, I don't, well, I, I don't think he's like Heidek at all. Well, I could see it a little bit. Brian Heidek is pretty humorless in... You know how he goes about things. Like I guess the way that he was saying that, like when he was playing, he was playing hardcore, and and then he won. Yeah, let me throw a name out here that okay. I think that Malcolm could be like. Uh huh. How about Tyson? No. Well, well, now in fairness, you uh, how much Survivor have you seen Tyson play? You Enough. know Tyson from the podcast. No, I don't. I've seen him also on Heroes vs. Villains. I've seen a little bit of Token Jeans. Okay, but I think that he is. Somebody who is, uh, I think he's being, like, he's joking, uh, I think, a lot of the stuff that he's saying. Uh-huh. And I think Tyson is the, same, is the same sort of way, where he's joking around about what, what he's saying and, and being uh, cocky. And while Tyson is cocky also and believes what he's saying, I think he's also saying it in a funny way. Right. And I think he's going to be well-liked in the tribe and also a physical asset like Tyson was. Yes. I feel like uh, Tyson, I think, is a good... Uh, sort of, uh, you know, prototype for Malcolm. Yes. I did like Malcolm. I thought that... Um, but then what happened? I just didn't like him in the Dalton Ross video. Yeah. I thought he really came across douchey. Well, maybe Dalton could, Dalton could bring that out in somebody. Dalton brings the douche out? <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> he could... Uh, maybe maybe Dalton caught him at the wrong moment. Maybe. But I did, I, you know, his bio, and I was even saying, maybe I think this guy could be a winner. Winner. And but then I saw the Dalton Rose video and I it kinda got turned off by it. Yeah. I don't I liked Malcolm as far as a bio goes more than I like the fit that he's in in this tribe. Mm-hmm. And so let's sort of uh get into the tribe more. And so I like Malcolm as a player, but I don't love this fit for him okay. here uh let's early, break it down. early on. Okay. So let's talk about Zane here. And of course, uh you can't have a season of Survivor uh, without a Hans. So Zane Hans uh, here. Uh, Zane Hans? Oh, he's not a... I, oh, Zane Knight. I yes. Thought, I, I thought he was a Hans. Silly, silly. I, 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 I watched his videos. I thought the whole time. <laughs> he's not a Hans? Yes. Okay. But so, you know what I do see? What's that? I see coming. What's that? Subtitles. Subtitles. Whoa. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here's Zane Knight. He's 28. Now, of all the gin joints in all the land... <laughs> They had to go and pull somebody else out of Danville, Virginia. Uh, we have only one thing so far that came that was good that came out of there. Now <laughs> so, we have two. Johnny Fairplay, uh, I haven't talked to him, 
But I, knowing Johnny Fairplay like I do, he's got to be besides himself. He was talking smack about Johnny Fairplay. Yes, yes. They not only did they go into Danville, Virginia, uh-huh. and find another Survivor player, but they found another Survivor player who hates Johnny mm-hmm. Fairplay. Well, I think it's ha- hard to find people that don't. Well, I, you think it's hard to find people that don't hate Johnny Fairplay? A lot of the survivors, they don't talk very nicely of him. Okay, but before they even go on the show? Before they've even met him? Okay, maybe not before they met him. But <laughs> what's from worse? His, from his hometown? It would be like if they found somebody, they put another person on Survivor from Wontaw. Yes. And then they can, they were going like, I'm not going to play like Rob's sister Nino. That guy's yeah. an idiot. Like, yeah. uh, people make fun of him around here. Like... Uh, no one would say that. Okay, well, that's why I would feel horrible if okay. that happened. Well, and I can only imagine for Johnny Fairplay. Okay, I'm not saying that he'd feel good. We'll have we have to get him on the podcast. To yes, ask him about uh, we need his opinion. What what he thinks of Zane Knight? Now I have to say that Zane, uh, he did have some good zingers. And I like Zane. You like him? I, I do. I thought he had some funny things. He was very funny with Dalton Ross talking about how he hates sprinkles. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Let's talk a little the about sprinkles. They get on your shirt and then you get this green spot. Talk about Zane. He uh, works in tire repair in Danville, Virginia. Uh-huh. Uh huh. His inspiration in life is Jesus and his wife. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He likes working, hunting, and fishing. His pet peeves are butt kissing, lazy people, <laughs> and sprinkles. Uh, if you could have three things on the island, he would need uh, my old boots. Uh, and uh, my Yankees hat. Now that's only two. Well, are you counting each boot, Nicole? Oh, I guess not. Yeah. Okay, and well, and Yankee fan. Mm. No, well, that's a, well, make that put that in my notes. I did like you, Zane. Yeah. Okay. Uh, re- reason for being on Survivor. I've always wanted to own my own tow truck, uh, but working like I do now, I won't ever be able Aww. to afford it. Okay. Uh, and why do you think you'll survive, Survivor? I believe I came into this game and can make everybody work for me till I don't need them anymore. I can be sweet like Boston Rob, not threatening like Cochran, <laughs> crazy like Philip, or a snake like Russell. I am a million dollars. You are a million dollars. Hey, everybody knows I'm very sweet. <laughs> yes. On I think you would be insulted if you said that to him. <laughs> uh, some guy said that I'm sweet. I'll punch him in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so Zane, uh, he is not like a million dollars. He is he a is million not, dollars. not a metaphor. Or he's, he's not a simile. He's a metaphor. <laughs> I am a million dollars. Yes, you are. So uh, Zane, is pretty, Zane is pretty funny. I yes. Mean, uh, I, I don't like this Johnny Fairplay hate, though, Zane, I have yeah, to say. Yeah, we don't like that. This yeah. is maybe the greatest trick Johnny Fairplay ever pulled was better than the grandma line, uh-huh. was to send one of his minions out to go beyond Survivor, talk trash about him the whole time, and then set us up for Survivor 27, Fair Play versus Zane, oh. Danville, <laughs> the Dan- Survivor Danville. The Danville Divas. Danville Divas. Zane did say that he has met Johnny Fairplay several times. Yeah, he was not a fan. Uh-huh. So, um, yes, I, I did like that he that he said that um, when he gets the million dollars or he's here for the money to give to his old lady. Okay, yeah. <laughs> sounds good. All right, so Zane is pretty now. Okay, of, you know we've broken this down by gender uh, so far. So of this threesome here, Russell Swan, Malcolm Zane, three very very different people. Yes, can they coexist? And who would be the odd man out of the three? Or do you think they'll all get along? Now, Sorry, Russell, this is tough. 
Russell Swan. I actually he can like, get along with anybody. Yeah, Russell Swan can get along with everybody, and I feel like he would get along uh, well with Zane. I mean, Zane's a blue collar guy. I think Russell Swan is also a blue collar guy. They're both hard workers, and I think that Malcolm is likable enough and, and he's flexible strong. enough. That he can also... So I think that... Could these three people coexist? I think they might be able to coexist. I do. Could they coexist better than the other uh, two guy threesomes? Hey, that's perverted. Uh, (laughs) The other two, three uh, guys on the the other tribes uh, compared to Swan, Malcolm, Zane. uh Uh-huh. Could Russell Swan, the great uniter... Maybe Russell Swan should run for office. uh, I'd vote for him. Could he bring these three people together? And could they get along better than Scoopin, Artis, and Pete, or Penner, Carter, and Jeff? I think so. I mean, Scoopin, Artis, Pete, I think Pete is not a good fit. Penner, Carter, and Jeff. I feel like both these other two threesomes have a squeaky wheel. Yes. But I feel like Russell Swan could keep both the, all three of these guys, uh, you know. Squeaky wheel, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Working together. Mm-hmm. All right, so maybe, uh, you know, I feel like Zane maybe could be a problem on one of the other two tribes, but I feel like he's in the right spot. Yeah. But I feel like he could be around a while. Zane. I, I do agree. Russell Zane. Swan, he's like Switzerland. <laughs> yeah. He's a great uh, he's a great leader, Russell Swan. Yeah, let's have him over for dinner. Let's let's do it. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Let's talk about Angie. Angie. <laughs> thank you. Thank I'm you sorry, for, Rob always does thank, that. Thank you for doing it. So I don't have to. Here we go. Angie Layton. I have one thing to say. What is that? Boobs. <laughs> Well, oh my god, those knockers are huge. Yeah, well, she's the 20-year-old pageant patty. Uh-huh. Uh, now, and, and she, I forget, did she say to Dalton Ross or Dalton Ross said uh, that she's the most well-rounded? Yeah. She, yeah, she is. Yes, you are. Yes, she is. Uh-huh. Okay, she is the former Miss Utah Teen USA. A survivor, it really hits up that Utah. A lot of uh, Utah survivors. A lot of stars come out of Utah. A lot of stars, I believe. Uh, just in the last couple of years, I believe Dawn, Dawn Meehan, Tyson, Jonas, Rick Nelson. Oh, my God. Uh, so a lot really hitting up Utah, yes. hard and heavy. <laughs> and here we go. We're going back to the well. Yes. Going back to the Great Salt mm-hmm. Lake. And we're going we back go. to the cradle here. Angie Layton. Uh, she's only t- but 20 years old. And this is the first time we've had a teen USA pageant, Patty. There you go. All right. So her inspiration in life is her family. Uh, the person that she's the most like is Fabio because people underestimated him for being a dumb blonde and he used that to his advantage and in the end he surprised everyone she's the same way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very, very pretty. Yes. Yes. Although I felt like it was, I couldn't really watch because it was like kitty porn. No, she's 20, Nicole. I know, but I felt like it was... It's cool. Yeah, it's legal. Yeah. She's a little lispy. She's a lisp? I thought she was a little lispy. Um, I was not... Really concentrating on her list. Oh, he's one, well, Nicole. Get it together. All right, so uh, here we go. Here's Angie. Uh, and what do you think? Is the arrow pointing up or the arrow pointing down? Um, I don't think... I, I, I think she's young. Yeah. And she's on a tribe where... I think Malcolm is certainly going to like having her around. Yes. But I, I think he might be the only one. Why you think that she's going to be... Um, you know, I know we've brought this up a few times. It's almost like in these men versus women uh, sort of conversations that we keep coming back to. I feel like you will see women go out early in the game. Because right. the 
importance of physical strength in the challenge is going to only be increased here in the tribes of six. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you had a tribe that was, say, five men and four women, you could get you could vote out one of your men and it wouldn't really screw you up. If you are down a man in the, like you have one of these physical competitions and the uh -huh. other tribes have three men and now you only have two mm -hmm. and three and three women, you will be at a disadvantage. So I think that the first couple of people off this season are going to be women. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Angie is, uh, you know, stunningly attractive. Right. Um, but will she hold up in the elements? I, you know, she's young too, which I don't think that is going to be in her favor when no. dealing with the elements. I mean, it, it, this could go a lot of different directions. Yeah. But I almost feel like, uh, she could be, uh, a purple Kelly. I don't think she is a purple Kelly because one of the featured pictures is of her. Yes. Okay. Well. But she is also... I don't think she's going to quit. Yeah. She's also the best, uh, you know, bikini body that they have on the show also. so. But they don't like quitters. They don't They don't like quitters, but I, that was on Entertainment Weekly that we were looking. Oh, was it? So, I, again, I don't think the person who makes the art on Entertainment Weekly knows the boot order or anything like that. They're right. like, hey, how are we going to get people to click on this page? Okay. Hey, let's put the best bikini picture that we've got on the front here. Okay. Okay. So I don't think you can read too much into that. But I do think that she's going to be around a while. She seems spunky. She seems like she knows what to say. She's very polished and all of her answers seemed really PC. Mm -hmm. So, and I don't think that when it starts raining or she's hungry that she's going to be able to maintain that. But I do think that she could be in trouble here early on. Because you know what? I could see Zane not liking her. Mm-hmm. She seems uh -huh. she is the opposite of Zane. And Zane, his favorite player is Brandon Hands. So I Delilah, don't know. Angie could be Delilah. the Delilah. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Del Delilah <laughs> alert. Yes. So we'll see about Angie. Uh huh. All right. Let's talk about Denise. Denise. Denise Nicole is uh she is a expert in uh, sex education, mm -hmm. like myself. Really. Uh, so here's Denise. Let's talk about let's talk about Denise. Uh, who I who I liked, uh, Denise St uh, Stapley mm -hmm. or Stapley? Stapley. Stapley is much more you fun to say. You always pronounce them wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, Denise Stapley, uh, she is from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Mm -hmm. She's a sex therapist. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, here we go. She is uh, into triathlons and playing uh, dress up, goofing off with my kiddo. Oh. Whoa. That's like that's like. Uh, is that how she does the sex therapy? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> is that like a, a Fifty Shades of Grey thing? <laughs> Dressing up uh, and goofing off with your kiddo. Uh, so three words to describe you: determined, energetic, and goofy. Mm -hmm. uh, if she could have three things on the island, what would they be and why? What would they be? Okay, number one: uh, a serious, sturdy jogging bra. No one needs to see my forty-year-old tatas dangling out. <laughs> This is for function, not fashion. Oh. And then she wants a baseball cap and a picture of her husband and daughter. Oh. Um, she's funny. So her Survivor contestant she's most like is Stephanie from Survivor Palau. If it wasn't for that digging deep, uh, I don't know what is, she has sheer willpower and determination. That's what drives me. Okay. So, Denise Stapley, what do we think, Nicole? Well, I actually think 
that she's onto something. She said in her interview that she was like basically going to take the Dawn Meehan, Holly, you know, motherly approach. Okay. And that seems to do well in Survivor. And she's strong. She's athletic. She seems intelligent. I think that um, I think she's going to do well. That being said, the motherly approach is that the right approach with this group of people that she's with here? With uh, like, I don't know if these characters necessarily. Other than Angie, uh-huh. I don't know if anybody needs a mom here in this. Everybody group. needs maybe, mom. I mean, maybe Malcolm Zane doesn't seem like the kind of guy that wants a. Zane seems to be very respectful of. Yeah. I think he would respect that. I think she's going to be a hard worker. I think that of the women on the tribe, I think they'd, she'd be the least likely that they would want to get rid of. She's athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like she could be do well in this game. Yeah, and I could see her being sort of like a uh, a Dawn Meehan. I could see her. Uh, remember uh, uh, Dr. Jill from a couple of... Yes. Uh, Seasons ago, mm-hmm. I, I could see her being sort of, you know, and uh, Doctor Jill got on the wrong side of she, the numbers. She got screwed, but I could see her being the same sort of player where she could be a real threat in the game, strategically and physically. Yes. So, and Doctor Jill, very pretty in real life. Yeah. So I think the arrow could be pointing. I think it's pointing up. Pointing up. Mm-hmm. Pointing up. All right. And now, how about the last person we're going to talk about here is uh, Roxy. Foxy Roxy. Foxy Roxy. Okay, here we go. And this is uh, Roxy, and I'm a little torn on Roxy. Mm-hmm. Go back and forth. So, uh, Roxanne, uh, Roxy Morris. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here we go. So, uh, her inspiration in life, Jesus Christ. Oh, no. <laughs> no, Jesus Christ. He gave up his life for the world. He's stupid. Uh, and then she also, uh, her pet peeves are uh, people who blame their present on their past and people who enjoy showcasing their insecurities. Mm. Uh, if you have three things, she'd want uh, a Bible, a small rock uh, that she brought from Israel, and she would bring the wisdom of, with her wooden cross necklace and a journal. A lot of these survivors like journals. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we are. And Jesus. Survivor contestant you are most like. Probably Brandon, mm. because he dukes it out every day in life alongside Jesus and is continuing to find his identity in Christ. Is that yes. what he's doing? Is that what he's doing? I don't think they're that's Facebook he, friends. That's what he's doing? <laughs> I know he's putting up his dukes all the time in real life. Uh, okay, so um, who knew? that? Uh, why do you think you win Survivor? Because the game isn't very different from real life. As a Christian, every day you are faced with a choice between God's principles and your personal selfish preferences. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Roxy, a lot with the God stuff here. Okay, here's the thing, though. You read the bio, I say thumbs down. I re- I agree. Okay. But then you look at her video, and she doesn't really seem to be as preachy and as, um, you know, old Jesus all the time in her videos. And mm-hmm. she kind of mocks the previous seasons and says that they were being cheesy with all their praying and, you know, the, the Jesus praising. Yeah. I You know, it's a fine line with yeah. this stuff. And now, look, far be it from me. Uh-huh. A man who owns a Tim Tebow t-shirt. Yeah, 316. Okay? So I know a thing or two about, reli- about religion. Uh-huh. Okay? So, and I think if you read Tim Tebow's bio, uh-huh. I think it would read a lot like It would be this. very similar. Uh, but I don't know if Tim Tebow necessarily is, uh, you know, uh, he's not off-putting to the other people around him. Right. Whereas, but then there are some people who 
you know, make their religion something that, you know, divides them from other people mm -hmm. and can be off-putting to other people in the tribe. And especially, you know, a lot of times survivors, they get preachy right. and then everybody's cranky and tired and hungry or whatever. And so that, rubs could, them the be, wrong way. that could be a turnoff uh -huh. uh, with, with some of these people on survivors. So uh, I was impressed with Roxy in her video. Right. So and we had the same, the same thing. Yeah. And also, she was uh, also in the army. Is she an army in the, in the army reserve? Army reserve. Mm -hmm. So she's tough. She's a tough chick. Now, this again does not speak well to uh, our fan favorite Angie here mm -hmm. because I think that Angie could be the most likely to go home early. Yeah, I'm afraid so. I don't like this, Nicole. Mm -hmm. I didn't like this. Yeah. No Ponderosa videos. Nothing. No, I'm sure we'll, there'll be videos. Nothing. Something on the internet. I mean. There could be a, a Miss Survivor run uh, it, hanging in the balance here. Yeah, not, not if she's booted first. Uh, well, who knows? Mm -hmm. She could carry on enough goodwill to get her through well, this. She's, she's got a lot of goodwill. Okay. All right. <laughs> so we're worried about Angie. We're worried about... I'm worried about RC. I'm not. Uh, we're worried about... Uh, I'm worried about... Katie, and you're worried about Dawson. We mm -hmm. think that all the women could be in, all the in, in trouble. All the young girls could be in trouble here early on in the game. Yeah. All right, Nicole. Do you have a pick here? Uh, among, I do have I, a pick. I don't, I don't have one. I'm really, really under pressure. I feel like it would be, uh, I mean, to go, I mean I'm, I'm looking at the returning players at this point. I do have a pick. I do think a man is going to win this season. Think a, a man is going to win Even this season. Even if I'm wrong with my pick, I do think a man is going to take it yeah. home. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You I'm, have to I'm decide. Very, I'm very I'm very nervous. You, oh have to, you must decide. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I, I feel worse about, about this pick than any After other pick. After we broke pick, it down. Any other pick. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you where I was going, and then... Okay. Okay. Where were you going? All right. Well, you go, why don't you go first? Okay. Here we go. Initially, is... I, I had a really good feeling about Malcolm. Yes. Until I saw his other video, mm -hmm. his Dalton Ross video. And then I said, oh, no, that's yeah. not going to work. Although I do think he's going to go, he's going to go um, past the merge. He's going places. He's going, he's going places. I don't think he's going to win. Okay. I agree. Okay. Like I said, I think a man is going to win. I don't think a lot of people are going to agree with me on my pick. But I'm going to say my pick is artists. Artists? Yes. Okay. You were pointing to Zane on the paper, and then I thought you were going to go with Zane. I thought that was going to be a very out-on-a-limb pick. No. I mean, I don't think that's a terrible pick. Uh-huh. Um, so, art. Nicole likes artists. Artists, for the record. Malcolm is my second. Okay. When we came into this show tonight, uh -huh. I was prepared. I had a pick locked in. Uh-huh. You did. I did have a I pick. don't know what it was, but you said you had a pick. I had a pick locked in, and my pick... Uh, early on here tonight, before we got started, I was going to prepare to go out on a limb. Now, I had picked a, you know, I think I've gone back and forth the last uh -huh. couple of seasons. I think I, I had um, going in, I think I had Marty in Survivor Nicaragua. Uh -huh. And then I went with uh, Andrea Baliki. Uh -huh. And then I went back to Cochran. Uh -huh. uh, and then I went, went with another man. You're, you're Bill, a flip-flopper. Bill Posley. Uh -huh. Yes. Uh, but now, I think... I'm going to go back on the female side. Oh. Okay? And I was prepared tonight to... I was going to go with RC. Uh-huh. That was going to be my pick. Uh-huh. You know, I thought... I said, uh, okay, this could be like the next... Uh, you were going to pick her because it was Rob Sestrino. Well, I thought that was a good omen, uh -huh. too. Yeah. For her. 
I know but, how you think, buddy. But now I'm I am worried about her in this scenario that we outlined. If they go to tribal council, I think that she could be the one to go. I hope it's Abby Maria. Yeah. I hope you're right. I, I hope so too. But I'm nervous about this RC, and so now I'm going to back off my pick. Okay. And I think that I think that we're we're onto something here that the young women are going to go out first, uh-huh. and then there's going to be a lot of men left. But then I think the men are going to turn on each other. Well, they have to at and, some point. And then they're going to turn on each other. And then the men are going to is going to be uh, uh, one big. So uh, we're going to have a sausage fest. One, one big peeing match. Yeah. <laughs> and people are going to be, uh, you know, going after each yeah, other. Speaking about peeing, Survivor Shannon was peeing in the shower. <laughs> Why do you know this? Because <laughs> he tweeted it. <laughs> so I think that after all, then it's going to be like you know the end of Reservoir Dogs. All these guys are going to be gunning for each other, and then I think that we're going to be left with a winner. That is Denise. How about oh, that? You just like her because she's a sex therapist. You pervert. <laughs> I have a lot of questions that I want to ask her. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, that's going to be an interesting interview okay. uh, when, that, when that happens. <laughs> but hopefully it won't be until December. Uh-huh. Late December. And, uh, Nicole, we are on our way here. Survivor 25 uh, premieres two weeks from Wednesday. On uh, Wednesday, September 19th. And we will keep you guys posted what we're going to do. I'm working on lining up our first guest of the new season. And uh, I've got some ideas here. It's always fun with the returning players because you get to talk to people that were played with them. And it's all it's all good stuff. It's all good for podcasting, the returning oh, players. Oh, definitely. Okay, Nicole. Did you have anything else that you wanted to add here to the uh, conversation tonight? I got nothing for you. You got nothing for me? <laughs> all right. So uh, we will be with you guys on Wednesday for uh, Rob Has a Web Show. Yes. Uh, that will also be the last... Uh, Wednesday show. The last Wednesday show. We're going to move Rob Has a Web Show to Tuesdays uh, in concert with doing a new live show on Wednesday night rather than do two live shows on Wednesday. So that's all going to be uh, part of that. And then we'll be able to uh, preview Survivor and have a little more time before the actual episode comes up and talk Amazing Race in the fall. Oh, my God. Okay, so that's going to be on Tuesdays. Rob has a web show. And, of course, uh, we didn't mention on this podcast the back-to-school. If you are going back to school, you have kids going back to school, best place to get all their school supplies, Amazon.com. Go to robhasawebsite.com slash school. And so, Nicole, that is a Survivor 25 preview podcast. Yeah. Uh, we had a lot of fun here tonight. I hope and you guys. And so it begins. And so it begins. And we will begin our march uh, of our 39 day march all the way to the end of December, Nicole. When we're done talking about Survivor, it will be Christmas. Yes. And we'll be able to go to the finale this year because it's in LA. Yes. We'll be there. That's what we thought last week. Oh, well. <laughs> so, all right. So, we will begin our march into Survivor. Uh, thank you guys. Uh, and. Again, follow us on Twitter. Be part of the fun all season long. Talk to us at Rob Sestermino, at Nicole Loves Shoes. And uh, let's let's do this, everybody. Yes, join the Twitter party. All right, on the count of three. One, two, oh, three. Survivor. Survivor. All right. <laughs> Take care, everybody. <laughs> Bye.